Hello, is this is this thing on? Yes, it is. This thing is on right now. It is. Yo, what's poppin'? It's your man Dane Edwards. Welcome to another episode of Father Bucket Protocol with me, Dean Edwards, brought to you by All Things Comedy. Shout out to uh, All Things Comedy. Y'all get a chance to check out, um, you know, all of all of the wonderful podcasts uh, by by fellow comedians and friends of ours from Ian Edwards Soccer Comic Rant, Dean Del Rey's Let There Be Talk. Of course, the one Billy Burr's uh, yeah, Monday Morning Podcast and many more of the champs you know check them out um and, and brian scalaro's as i've said in the past if y'all aren't listening please check out brian scalaro's uh <laughs> his, his podcast is funny because it's a sketch uh comedy show and kira saltanovich a bunch of friends um as as i may have alluded to last week a brother's back is c uh right now we're somewhere in the atlantic uh, over um, very calm Walters, um, not Walters, but Waters, uh, and Walters. I'm thinking of uh, my my father-in-law. Uh, God bless the dead. Um, and uh, have us have a special guest who we we can't we can't nail down when exactly we met. No. but it was somewhere in. LA probably on the comedy scene bumped into each other in the clubs. We've we've had a had a great time over the last week. I have uh, one more week left. Uh, by the time y'all hear this, five more days, and then then I'm back home. And uh, y'all can catch me at Levity Live uh, Memorial Day weekend if you're in the West Nyack, uh, upstate New York area. But please give a round of applause to to my man. He's he's not Skippy. It's Flip Schultz, a.k.a. Flip, according to his name tag. Flip, welcome. Yes. Thanks, James. <laughs> gave, gave him uh, an awesome one. I should have also mentioned, for those of you, I mean, you might be familiar with his stand-up uh He's on last, was it last comic as well as Star Search, the reboot of yeah, Star, Star Search. Yeah, Star Search in 02 or 03. Right, with, yeah. with Arsenio Hall. Yeah. But more importantly, give me the name of the spoof film, 30, oh. yeah. Oh, that classic. The classic. Simina and classic Simina, yes. Uh, it's called 30 Nights of Paranormal Activity with the Devil Inside the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Nice, nice. And now let me ask you, because I, for for those that don't know, um, actually a buddy of mine, uh, which you've heard me mention, my 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 dear Shrek, um, Stephen oh, Glickman, Glickman, Stephen yeah. Kramer Glickman, according to IMDb, um, he actually was in this uh movie and. Uh, Flip mentioned the movie to to me. He didn't mention you didn't mention the title at first, but you just mentioned you did this this spoof, spoof film. Yeah, and so I'm I'm in my room watching it, and the title seemed familiar. Right. I'm sorry, by the way, that you. No. That you <laughs> I appreciate it as a comic. I appreciate the love, but I'm like, oh god, this. You know, it's one of those things like you don't. You know, it's funny, like, we played the movie here on the ship one time uh -huh. for, like, a bunch of uh, the, the uh, Pal at the Moon and, and Oh, wow, people. wow, that was, they, that was brave. Th well, they wanted to see it. It was um, a buddy of ours, Brandon, who's a piano player, yeah. has, like, a projector in his room. Okay. And he plays movies on the wall, and he was going through his files looking for something for us all to watch. Right. And uh, he goes, oh, isn't this your movie, Flip? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, oh, let, everybody's, oh let's watch that, let's watch that. And I'm right. like, shit. And then they start playing it, and they're laughing at it. Hey. And I'm like... Shit, maybe, maybe this is funny to people who are not in right, the know. Right. But then when someone like you, like a comic 
who knows his shit watches it, and I'm just like, oh, I'm sorry, because oh, I, I know you're watching it. No, just... but you know what? I I actually I can't unlike a lot of our friends who choose not to. I can turn off my comedy mind. I can turn off my I'm a comedian can side. You really? Yeah, actually, I can because I I, th- I think um I think the the I think the problem um that a lot of cats face is they stop being fans, you know, and become so, you know, I'm a, I'm a comics comic and I'm not gonna, I'm like, no, relax. It's, you still, there, there were things that you enjoyed. Like, think about their their movies. I was watching Ferris Bueller last night. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which was on, on the uh, crew cable last night. And I said, now, Ferris Bueller to me still stands up, whether Absolute, you're a comic or not. Yeah. You know, they're just classic, Bueller, they're just classic parts of that movie however there are movies that we grew up on that you might watch now that don't necessarily hold up but you're like you know what for its time it it was it was great i've never been the type of comic that uh will look at an old set and cringe like i know a lot of a lot of um comics will say oh i can't watch um, stuff from my first year just because it was so bad. I'm like, well, it wasn't bad. It's just you weren't ma- you weren't matured as a comedian as you are now. I I look at my stuff now. I look at my first set and I'm like, oh, I I had no jokes. I was all personality and a right. bunch of impressions. But, but you could sit through your first tape. Though? I I can sit through the first. I, maybe I'm that. Maybe as as Harris and and my wife have alluded to or told me, I'm that arrogant and full of myself. <laughs> but I actually still get off on it because I'm like, yo, that was the first time that's that's still kind of awesome yeah, that that I, I it's hard for me to do really it, it really is because i'm i i don't because yeah, i'm judging myself I'm, I'm looking at it as a comic watching another comic and i'm like oh god that's oh that so you awful. can't so let me ask can you turn it off can you turn off your your I'm I, a comic I, mind i don't think i can to, I, really? I like honestly it's i i wish i could mm-hmm. i wish i could laugh again at things that i'm not judging so much because mm-hmm. initially when i'm Watching a comedy, um, I'm because you know it's like we know kind of some of the tricks. Of course, you know, of course, it's like magician watching magician. Going, right. Oh well, he's doing the, the you know. I right. So like, it's hard for me to really just look at a comedy uh, subjectively. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's uh, one of the reasons that um, I was kind of embarrassed. Watch like watching. Oh watching yeah, no, I I watched your. Uh... But you still didn't get through it, huh? You still well, didn't get no, through it. no, I didn't get there. There was a point now. Let in, in all honesty, there was a point, and I I explained to you. I said, you know what? There was a point where uh, it was probably must be like thirty to forty minutes in. Yeah, I know. Where I was like, I was like, okay, you know, I I went with it. <laughs> And then there's the and shark. Then yeah, and then they're oh they're gonna jump over like five sharks, uh, Fonzie. Um, but I I I did relax it to an extent. But then then there was a point I was like, oh God, uh, he has so many other movies on here. Let's watch because what I do, here's what 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 uh, people do on ships they share hard drives. Um, when when you're on the road um, with with you know fifteen hundred other people that are are working on the ship you have access um to every every, people bring hard drives i actually forgot mine and and uh flip off he said well if you want to watch anything on uh you know here you can borrow mine so he dude do you know um i think on your hard drive because james said that he he borrowed yours before okay 
and he uh he James is uh is he took our buddy Frank's place he's now hosting on the ship right now and he and I had uh had dinner last night and he was saying he was like yeah man uh he he's condensing a bunch of his files he said yeah man you know how I used flips last year and I did the math and and checked it his, I think it took up like 300 gigs of space, three to 500 gigs. I was like, yo, that's a, but you have a, you have, you have an impressive collection because. Thank you. My man has, he, and you have him broken down into categories. You have yeah, I'm, comedy. I'm anal like that, man. But no, I like that I, because Very it organized. made it easier for me to to say, okay, you know what? Here, here are a bunch of comedies. Um, and he had everything from uh, you know, Monty Pythons to uh, Greg Giraldo. You had a bunch of comedy specials, which I, I watched. Uh, um, you had two of yours, which I watched portions of. You had uh, Greg Giraldo's mm -hmm. uh, Midlife, Midlife Vices. Vices. Uh, you had I think I got a couple of clips from Mitch Hedberg, Mitch Hedberg from JFL. JFL. Uh, um, oh, you had uh, Brian Regan, who's who's one of oh, my yeah. favorites. Uh, and I, I actually usually before I perform before a show, especially if if it's the first couple of shows of a of a week or a weekend, I I will put on comedy while I'm showering and bathing because it just gets me in a funny oh, that's cool. mindset. And um, and so I was I was watching Regan. Uh, I'm listening, well, listening to Regan while I'm showering and whatnot. Let me, I have to that's clarify that. Let's let's clarify that. I'm watching, oh, Brian, watching Brian Regan while I'm, uh, <laughs> it's been a while since I gave y'all sexy voice. <laughs> but I was watching Brian Regan while I was showering and let me tell you, I enjoyed it. Um, now what what's what's your history? We we we've actually we've gotten pretty cool over the last week, and uh, and you know we have to make sure we do what uh, what do we do? We oh, did we were Tracy, doing Tracy Morgan Tracy, and Nathan Lane. Tracy Morgan and Nathan Lane. So we we got to close <laughs> out because 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 Flip has a bunch of great uh, impressions too. Uh, nothing like um, you. Oh man, nah. It's just if yeah, the the because and the reason I like Nathan Lane is because. No one, no one does him. You know, I always like as the. Well, it's just a ridiculous voice to do. You know, but, it's but it, it's, it's a high it's, pitched New York, right? But that's that's why I love it because everybody isn't. Even though it might be a simple impression to do, no one's doing it. And, and as I call it the the fam, the, the, I don't like the word fan because it's from fanatic. So I call like the listeners fam and my like my people that support me fam. And the fam knows that I I appreciate people that sort of think outside the box and and impressions that are outside of the box as opposed to everybody's doing Schwarzenegger. Everybody's right. now doing Christopher Walken. Everyone's doing. Uh, um, who was the first one? Who would you say was the first? Was it Kevin Pollak? You know, it's I. That one's Ziffy. It's Kevin Pollak or Jay Moore or Jay Moore because those I are the first two. Yeah, because I remember seeing Jay do that Skittle sketch. Okay, on SNL, on SNL, SNL. SNL. And so that's the thing. So when I when I hear people do po um Pollak, <laughs> when I hear people do Pollak, when I hear people do uh Walk. Christopher Walken, I think. Oh, that sounds kind of like just Jay Moore or uh, Kevin Pollack's take on right. when I hear someone do. Uh, you don't. You never, that that one didn't take off. You don't. You don't hear a lot of people do Captain James T. Turk, D. Kirk. You know, or, or William Shatner. Not but, anymore. But when they did, I was like, oh, I kind of Kevin Pollack was the first one I saw do that. You know, didn't I'm trying to think because. Uh, 
I remember seeing Jim Carrey do it on A Living Color. You know what? But it was a very big exaggeration. His, his was... I, his was... A, yeah, his his was... A, and he was doing... He wasn't trying to do... Uh, uh, Shatner, he was doing James T. Kirk, and right. it was it was because of yeah, I remember it was uh the the wrath of Louis Farrakhan, right, right, was, right, 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 uh, right, with <laughs> yeah, which Damon, was, which was uh, Spark, are you out of your Vulcan? Right, mind? right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually now I'm picturing the whole sketch and right. uh, Damon uh, playing uh, the honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, uh, contrasting against. Jim Carrey's over over oh, the top uh, of James T. James T. Kirk. Kirk was yeah um so but, so you know we've we've gone over this but for the for the people that are listening now what what's where's your journey start where does does Flip Schultz's when he was just one name now he's just Flip <laughs> now just he's like flipped. yeah he's like Oprah Madonna <laughs> share of comedy yes. yeah um, do you believe two guys walked into a bar right um. Uh, my journey began, um, honestly, I was eight years old when I first did stand-up. Really? Yeah. Where? Uh, where? At the summer camp talent show. Wow. In uh, South Florida, where I'm from. Wow. Um, yeah, because I'd, uh, I'd always been like the kid that likes to make people laugh. You okay, know, always okay. A, I was always goofy, always loved the attention. And okay. I, I'll never forget, I saw Robin Williams live at the Met. Oh, classic special, where well, he walks away with, uh, with, with his son. Yeah, he's Bucket. like, how do you get to the Met? Bucket. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah. You have that special on. I do, yeah, yeah. And Which, I have Live at the Roxy. I saw I saw both on his. Now, here's what happened, people. To uh, Quick side note. I... I just got addicted to his to his his his. Ex- Let me clarify. I got it. I was about to say I got addicted to his hard drive, but I was like, <laughs> "Wow, that sounds awkward." Like, say that um, the sexy voice. Yeah. I got addicted to Flip's hard drive, and uh, it used yeah. to be a floppy disk. It was you a got floppy disk too. I got addicted to it, but um, <laughs> he had, he had so many movies on his hard drive, and I was like, "Oh, I'll take that. Oh, and I'll take that." So. I saved up to like 70 plus movies and another five were I because I just I was like, all right, I'll just do one at a time, two at a time. Next thing I know, I have like five or six loading. Right. And then the buffer lines sort of froze and and the message came up saying uh, you've exceeded your your disk space. Um, you'll have to delete some files in order to save. So I, I was like, oh, okay. And then anytime, because I've had a, a hard drive crash on me before, mm-hmm. I got paranoid. So I, I said, let me let me delete like 20. So I went from 70 to 50 so that I didn't have any, any issues. And uh, yesterday I, we went shopping. Um, oh, yeah, is that working? And yeah, yeah. And right, I, I, got a, I got a new... Um, one terabyte, so I'll yeah, be borrowing your. Terabyte. Yeah, I'll be borrowing. You gotta, gotta just be better than me. Uh, I don't know? have to. It's just how it is. It, it, it is what it is. But um, yeah. So I will be borrowing the hard drive to to save more. Do what more you do, things man. Again. Um. So go ahead. So you you. So at yeah, an Rob, early uh, age. I saw I saw Robin Williams mm-hmm. live at the Met, okay. and um, I remember just like I don't. It, it, just watching him going like oh so that's how you could be funny for a living oh you know okay. like just okay. uh you know stand up it was I, th- I don't remember if i'd heard of it before i must have but seeing somebody like robin do it right like totally influenced me it changed right. like everything and i'm like that's what i want to do oh, right so um 
Yeah, then I was in a talent show in a summer camp. I was eight years old. It was summer of 82. Okay. No, I'm sorry. 83. Summer of 83. Okay. I was still late. Yeah. And um, I did this uh, local talent show. I ended up winning first Oh, place. wow. Wow. Doing nice. just like I d- Actually, I did impressions when I was right. a kid. Okay. I mean, these were like little eight-year-old right. kid doing like Reagan and John right. Wayne. <clears throat> Excuse me. But yeah, that's how I started doing it. Uh-huh. And then... um. Like from that second, like I knew it's what I was gonna do. Right. So you and I are around the same time because uh, mine was close. It was September '83. Really? Delirious. Um, oh yeah, yeah. On HBO, Murphy, yeah, yeah. and and I, I, you know, it's that calling where ran into my parents. That's what I'm gonna. That's what I want to yeah. do. You know, and and it's funny because oh, were your parents 100 uh, percent behind you from day one? Ah, uh, you know what? They kind of were because I was I was eccentric. Um. Started off doing, you know, impressions like Bugs Bunny and and different characters, um, cartoon characters. Right. And when I once I told them that, I I remembered seeing their record albums and they had uh, Bill Cosby Wise Their Air. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill Cosby my is a very funny fellow, and uh, to my brother Russell, whom I slept with from or whatever, and Richard Pryor, that nigga's crazy. And so they saw I after after Eddie Merck Delirious, I used to sit downstairs with the record player and these big sticks. It's funny how things come full circle because now headphones are gigantic again. Right. I, I used to sit next to the the stereo, this phonograph, and I would just listen to to comedy, you know. And then then that sort of comedy explosion with cable um, occurred in the mid '80s. Where you had everything on on cable from Annie's Evening at the Improv mm-hmm. to uh, I remember a show on Showtime called uh, Bizarre. Oh, you John Biner. John Biner. Yeah, yeah. Super Dave. Yeah, Super Dave. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Used, to, used to watch that because they had tits in the beginning. Yes, yes. And I was yes. like boobies. Yes, I remember. No, I remember that distinctly. Yeah, of course, yeah. of course. And and so you know different different shows. So so you know that was an influence. So I we pro- and we we I've sort of learned over the last week of us just breaking breaking bread and fellowshipping so to say that we have a lot of similarities so you you used to watch Benny Hill oh yeah Benny Hill Benny Hill uh, um Used to stay up late and try to watch Saturday Night Live. And you would when, you, would you would you fall asleep right as it started and then wake up as they're saying good nights or did you make it through? Uh, probably a little bit of both. Yeah, yeah. I do I do remember though when the uh when the good nights was happening and they were waving and yeah. that little that kind of solemn music that they uh, play yeah. at the end. I, the 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 sax that the saxophone sax thing, yeah. yeah. I, it used to upset me. I'm like, no, I don't want it to be over. <laughs> I, rem- I remember being so disappointed when SNL was over, man. That's how I, that's how I felt when it was really over for me too. <laughs> I heard Did the music. No, the sax. When they called me and said, "Here, you're not renewed." The dude on the sax just appeared in the <laughs> <laughs> appeared on set with this movie I'm working on, and I'm like, "Wait, where'd you come from?" He's like, "Yeah, I know how you feel, man. It's over." Um, yeah. Yep. It's funny too, cause like um, I didn't really listen to stand up records. So okay. Much. Okay. Like I'd watch it on TV, um, but I would listen to Weird Al. Oh, okay. Like Weird Al was my was was it for me when I was a yeah, kid. Yeah, like, and still, like you're you're a big oh, huge, Weird, huge Al Weird Al fan. fan. Um, I'm I'm balanced now though. I'm okay. like I'm like a, still a huge fan. Have all, all of his albums, a okay. lot of the rare stuff. I know, like his history and everything. Mm-hmm. 
But when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I was obsessive. Really? Like, yeah. Like, uh, again, I would play because I, I, I remember playing the record with the big headphones uh-huh. on and the wi- the the the, curly, the curled kind of coiled wire. Yeah, exactly. And listening to Dare to Be Stupid. Uh-huh. That was his first album. That's third. Third. Okay. Third. Um, I think that's the first one I ever had, and then oh, okay. I kind of backtracked a little bit. Um, but yeah, yeah, I used to play that like obsessively. I used to go the same way a lot of kids when they love comedy would go and tell jokes that they mm-hmm. heard. Mm-hmm. Initially, I would sing Weird Al songs. Really, learned. Yeah. Um, what was your What was his first? Because I, I the first hit he had, I recall, was Beat It. Was Eat It, it. Um, based off of Michael Jackson's Eat It. Was that his first big? That was his first. Breakout, breakout. Like, okay, I remember seeing him for the first time. Uh, do you remember USA Up All Night? Of course, yeah. I saw him on that promoting his first album, and that's when uh, Ricky parody of Mickey. Oh, right. And you know what? Okay, it's funny you say that because I remember hearing Eat It first, and then what was it? Uh, Mickey. Well, uh, Ricky, Ricky, Ricky. I, love I heard Ricky afterwards. A lot of people but, did, but I was like, "Well, this is kind of late." Like I, I was, I was like, the chronology, chronologically, it seemed off because Mickey had been a hit before. Oh yeah, yeah, no, that was his he, first album came out. It was self-titled Weird Al Yankovic. Came out in '83. Okay, and the big two singles from that were Ricky mm-hmm. uh, parody Mickey and I Love Rocky Road parody right. I Love Rock and Roll right right and he had a couple other parodies on there um, but he it, it didn't make a lot of noise it got okay. some pl- thing is MTV was new at the time right 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 and right. he had those two videos so they were heavily rotated because okay. they needed content at the time right right but then the next year in 84 is when he did his second album in 3D Right. Which had "Eat It" as a leadoff single, okay, and that's what kind of you know, uh, right? Okay, catapulted. That, I, I, oh, that always, uh, as just a, a sort of child of pop culture, mm-hmm. I remember. I'm always big on timeline, you know, mm-hmm. and I and and when things aren't don't follow the correct timeline, I'm thrown, and I, I always was like, well, why did he go back and do "I Love Rocky Road" and and uh, Ricky? When I knew I I I was introduced to him from Eat It, I was right. introduced to him from Eat It. So then hearing those songs after then hearing Rocky Road and uh, and Ricky afterwards, I was like, well, why did those songs been out? Why why is he making yeah? I think a lot of, of of old songs. That I think a lot me. of people had that like they discovered him backward. Right, right, right. And, so uh, you were on on the ground. I was floor. on point. Yeah, yeah. Like I saw yeah. him on Up All Night with what was her name? The chick who did like a Sharon, not Sharon. Um, she hosted it Up All Night with uh, was he bl- uh, not blonde? blonde? Yeah, yeah ne- uh, not Nina. No, not Nina Blackwood. Uh, no, that was on but she, MTV. that was MTV. Yeah. Um, God, I fucking forgot her name. Up All Night with ah, whatever. I remember that. I remember Radio. That was later though. Radio nineteen ninety was also a, a USA show. I remember that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I saw him on that, and uh, just like as a kid, I was like, "This guy's hilarious." And I was like, I, I still like, think he's brilliant. Oh yeah, I'm I like, think that's brilliant. He, he's got, he, but he's gotten so much better now. Of course, he's got so many great originals. That's what people don't right, realize right. About I didn't him. Like, realize that he is um, a really, really brilliant songwriter. Okay, you know, and what he 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 does like um, the albums now have kind of there's formulaic to them. Usually does um, five parodies. Okay. Um, and then uh, five originals, mm-hmm. 
but the originals are generally like he calls them style parodies so like okay uh like he did a, on his latest album he has a style parody of uh the foo fighters okay it's not a parody of their song but he written a, wrote a song sort of in, in the style okay he'll okay. like he'll literally listen to somebody like a band song and listen to what makes that a specifically their type of music okay, okay and then recreate that in his own song and then um there's usually a polka medley okay he's, which, he's into polka yeah oh that's always that's been it like thing. all yeah. of his albums except two has had a medley of a uh, polka okay. Okay. and usually what he does he takes all the big popular songs over the past couple of years mm-hmm. and makes this polka polkarizes them if you will okay polkarize <laughs> Um, so yeah, usually and usually it's he has eleven or twelve songs per album. That's the breakdown. Usually. Okay, okay. But yeah, which, he, which is to me that's how I I, I remember in the late eighties uh, albums. I remember initially seeing a lot of rappers um, doing these eighteen and nineteen song albums, and probably four of those were really just skits. In yeah, between, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I remember saying, "Dude, I, because I remember growing up and and an album had you know an A side, B side, right. five, maybe six, so, six songs on each side was pushing it, was really pushing, you know, it. And, and the album was maybe with 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 ten to twelve songs was about forty five, fifty minutes, because it would say it would say on the on the on the uh, on both sides it would say the running time, right." And so when God, uh, I remember that I I like I said I I used to just I I was a kid that would sit I would read the liner notes I would read thank yous as if I was going to see my name in it you know that <laughs> <laughs> was honestly I was just nosy I was just a nosy kid but I liked reading who produced because I was also into music and 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 writing and whatnot so I was always interested well who who and match sort of playing that game of matching. Oh, Quincy Jones, I saw his name on this album. Right, right. His right. name's also on that album. Oh, he's a producer, so he has something to do with it all coming together. You know, and yeah, just yeah, yeah. learning it uh that way. That, absolutely, yeah. I remember too that's the thing, it's like I remember the excitement of getting an album. It was oh, so yeah. big. It was like it was like a picture. Right. And then it had, you know, it, it's kids. I, I hate saying like an old man. Kids today. Kids, really don't kids know. today don't just understand. Download it. a song. They don't know that the the artistry and yeah, the, the, there there was a there really was a beauty to an album yeah you know to the cover to the way it was shot or put together and then you and open then if it, it was a fold it out was a fold out forget it yeah. forget it that's like oh shit the fold then, out like sometimes with the uh, like the first the first thing that comes to mind is is Star Wars and Grease <laughs> yeah because those were both you 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 would uh, they were like double albums there were two albums in the, right. in the sleeves uh, you would you would open the plastic sometimes if it was a single album you would you would uh, use something sharp. Like a, a an exacto knife yeah, to yeah. open the, just the, the the slit that the album come out of, so that you could preserve the, the, cover the actual cover. Because back plastic. in the days, um, furniture and albums had to have plastic <laughs> over them, right, to protect them from fingerprints. I collected comic books too, so that that um, that was kind of the but, mentality. By the way, you can shut that if it's distracting you. No, 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 okay. not at all. I like seeing uh, nature there and behind you. Okay. Um, uh, and, and 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 you know with Star Wars you you have the still shots of yeah, from of the, the movie from the movie yeah along with um some some of them would spend extra money so there would be like a, a almost like a booklet inside yeah, yeah, of yeah, yeah. It, you know oh yeah it's it's a lost art form it really it? is like, did, art form. like I'm I'm gonna age myself really bad did you ever see Xanadu 
I remember Xanadu. I don't. I don't remember it, it, watching pe- or enjoying it. But yeah, I don't... no, no, piece of shit movie. Uh, <laughs> m- music's great. I love right. the yellow. Xanadu. But the uh, lead guy in it, guy from the uh, Warriors movie. Which Warriors which guy? Which guy was uh, him? I think it was him. Yeah. Lu- you know who that is? That's uh, uh, Luther from Forty Eight Hours. Luther, are you angry with me? Yeah, thanks a lot, Axel. He's also he he's a character actor you see all the time. Uh, tidbit of information: Walter Hill, who directed Forty Eight Hours, directed The Warriors. And really? that was one of the first. That was one of those early instances where I was like, I was like, wait, that's I get, he. So this director must like this actor because he used him again, yeah. three, four years later in this other think, movie. Was that, it might not have been the same actor. It was, um, it was ah, fuck. You want to know? It's been so long since mm-hmm. I've seen The Warriors. I don't right. even. It was. I know in Xanadu he had like a really kind of fucked up nose, like kind of big and. That sounds. Is that this, him? You know what? Um. Well, we, we're going to check it. Continue, but okay. I'm, I'm going to uh, um, do some research. But I was just going to say, in Xanadu, the guy, the actor, his uh, character, his job was he painted uh, album covers. Really? Like he took the oh, album cover okay. and then painted it on a huge canvas, and that canvas then was sent to a record store and hung outside the record store. Okay, okay. Like, I think in the movie, and this is talking like early, late 70s, early 80s, right. when Xanadu came out, it was shot in L.A., it was used in the old Tower Records on oh, Sunset. Oh, yeah, I remember Tower Records. Yeah, but it's just interesting to think like that probably was really a job. Like artists yeah. would recreate with paint, not yeah. you know, not computers, yeah. not high depth. Like they would paint. And, yeah. you know, I, you think about like some of those jobs that were such a profession in the day and now it's like, I know, and now they're... It's, uh... it's un- it's blows your mind to think that was, a ju- it was so stupid. Why don't you just take a picture and print it out? Right. You know? Well, I actually, I find myself, um, like, on social media, like, say, Instagram especially, because it's such a visual and, and picture or photo or paint ba- painting-based uh, medium. I actually, if I see someone, some sort of artwork, uh, like, there's there's a really talented um, artist that I know. His name is Justin Bua. Uh, Justin was a b-boy. Um, y'all can look him up. I think his his his, his name is at just Justin J U S T I N Bua B U A. Um, you can look him up, or Google him, or on yeah, Instagram. Uh, yeah, Bua. <laughs> and he was the he was one of the first cats. He has a really famous uh, painting uh, or drawing. I think it's paint though. I think he uses paint. I think he was a b boy. He came up, you know, with sort of Rocksteady crew um, in New York City. And um, was a graffiti artist that then just took it to another level by uh, incorporating elements of realism. And so he he has like these magnificent pieces and portraits. Actually, Russell Peters, um, who's a who's a fan of of his work. Russell has an original he did of Run DMC. Uh, I I wish I had. I'll show you later. As this original Run DMC where he um, it's hard to describe. But it's the Adidas. It's it's um, the Adidas that just go up to into sort of a black void, and then their heads. Is, and it says that Run DMC is dope. Is dope. Oh, that's but I I wind up just following if I see an interesting piece of artwork or painting on uh, on Instagram specifically, I actually will follow the people just because I I dig I dig artwork. You know, I that's dig cool. uh, looking at people's um, take. You know their angle on on how they see uh 
see the world. So I, I it is, it's, un, it's unfortunate because that is, I, I never even really thought about it. That's a lost art form. Yeah. And there's a loss of you think someone was employed. Yeah. By that industry. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I actually had this bit that um I, I don't think I've ever done on stage, but it's kind of one of those back thoughts. But mm-hmm. it's same idea that there used to be encyclopedia sales. Yeah. Used to be door guys to door. door to door selling encyclopedias, right. you know. And uh, like the bit is like, you know, what you know, where are those guys now? I pictured them kind of in a bar, just drunk, going, fucking Google. <laughs> Taking a job. It's also um uh, <laughs> them going to a ironic. Yeah, that's ironic. Funny. Going through an it's iPad a visual, trying but he's to find f- it. Yeah. Flipping through an encyclopedia. Going, ah, ironic. That's right. the word I meant. That's funny. Yeah. Why don't you do it? Why you... I it's funny. It's is funny. It fun? I, I don't know. You know what? I actually here's what's funny. I thought when, because uh, for, for to paint the picture, when when you were thinking and you started using your hand, uh, sort of flipping pages, I thought you were swiping pages on an iPad. Oh, interesting. And so I was like, oh, that's actually, and that's that's how art is open to interpretation. So yeah. I'm thinking the joke is he's frustrated with with everything being computerized, but he's actually looking up the answer. Oh, interesting. On a computer. Versus you saying, uh, like, if had like you if, had you licked your finger and then flipped the oh, pages, that's funny, yeah. you know, um, then it's funny. One little thing can make all yeah, the difference. Yeah, yeah. Shit. I might try it tonight, dude. You should. This is a funny. That's hell? a funny idea. It's a funny bet. Yeah. So back to back to your history. So you're 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 coming up. You've you you got your first taste of laughs. Um, doing the talent show. Doing the talent show. And Are girls coming up to you just out of God, curiosity? No. no, I was a geek. Man. No, but 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 you're a geek. But you got you got everybody at camp to laugh. So yeah, they're, do you they're, have any girls come up to you like, oh, that was really funny? You, I, you know what? Like over the because eight years old, you don't know what you know what girls or whatever. Right. Right. But I remember, like, pretty much from 8 to 18, I would do talent shows a lot. Whenever okay. there was a chance to perform, i did You it. did the circuit. You did I the did talent the, show circuit. I did the talent show circuit, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, youth groups and whatever. And um, high school. I got this video of me doing uh, Weird Al at um, at freshman year in high school. And this is this was in front of, like, a mainly, like, kind of black urban audience. Oh, wow. And you had kids up there doing breakdance and doing uh-huh. rap, and uh-huh. I had this fucking fat little Jewish kid goes up and does Weird Al. Were you fat? Oh, yeah. I don't even see that, Doug. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll make sure there's a picture, but but Flip is is skinnier than me. Like, you're... Yeah. I, I consider I, you slim. I'm, I always consider myself slim. Uh, you're, you're more built than me. I mean, I'm, like, skinnier. I get, as I say, I've got the physique of E.T. Or the... <laughs> Or wet spaghetti, however you want to put it. Um, but no, I was a ch- I was a very chubby kid. Okay, I, I, I okay. wasn't I wasn't like fat. But you I, weren't Ryan Seacrest. I no, because I heard he was. He was yeah, a big I've seen kid. pictures of him yeah. when he was. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, close though. Really, at 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 my like really pubescent age, like thir- tw- between twelve and fourteen. Okay, I had double chin and oh just, wow, oh, but I was short. And then what happened? You know, you stretch, you right. grow, and then kind of everything stretches okay. out. Okay. Um, but yeah, I did Weird Al as a freshman, and the place went fucking nuts. Like, I'm cause, sure because I had the confidence. Cause right, I didn't, I didn't you, know if I had really thought about it. Right, I, pr- I probably wouldn't have done it, but I was just more like I get to perform. Right, that was and, my- and you had been 
doing shows up in like this was not your first time no on no i done so. I, matter of fact i'd done this weird thing. actually my middle school was even more urban than my high school okay and the only reason i went to that middle school because my mom taught there so, so you're, you're saying you're saying there are black people in plantation florida there are black me. people in plantation. go figure <laughs> <laughs> my school wasn't even in plantation though. oh where's the school uh, the middle school was actually called new river middle okay and actually I take that back the high school was plantation high okay school. okay um but so anyway, yeah, so I uh, was doing all these talent shows, and um, uh, I remember sometimes girls would come up and like, oh, my God, Flip, that's really funny. And I was mm-hmm. just like, because I didn't know how to talk are they, to are girls. These, now, are these, are these uh, black girls in school or are these no, just no, girls these in were, general? Just girls in general. But uh, I you like, didn't, you, I'm, What I'm alluding to is you didn't have uh, like little sisters coming up like, oh, you, you funny for a white boy. You know what I mean? Uh, I, did, I don't remember. I don't know. Nothing like okay. I, I don't remember okay. that. But I remember like in my Jewish youth group, this one girl that like, you know, I had a crush on every guy I did because she was really cute. And uh-huh. she was like, oh, my God, it was really, really funny. And she, I remember after a talent show, she was just kind of sitting by me for like a couple of minutes waiting for me to say. And I was just like <laughs> staring forward. Like, I don't you, know. You, like, you had nothing. I got nothing. You, you didn't know how to react. I always said that. And I don't respond. know if, if you were the same way. Like, I always said that. You could put me in front of a million people on stage, I'll be as comfortable as hell. Uh-huh. Put me one on one with, especially a girl that I was into, uh-huh. I would just, I wouldn't know what to do. Really? Like it was a, it took That's me a long funny. time to figure out how to take the confidence that I had on stage and apply it to myself. Okay. You know. Okay. Um, for myself, I was, I was, I was fine talking to girls as long as they didn't like, as long as. Th- I didn't know if they liked me. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Once you found I, out that once you found out dynamic. someone liked you, you're like, oh, I'm, I'm gonna mess this up. I'm yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah. Gonna say something wrong, and you just sit there like, I, I, I never had the the that smooth confidence like um. Uh, who who was good? It was a kid. Charles Zanfordino was always good with with girls. Charles do Corey, Tony Creaky. They always talking about comics. These are no. These are just guys in elementary school <laughs> that. Oh yeah, I know those guys. Knew how to. You know, those we all have them. Was, yeah. Knew, th- these these dudes were just they they were cool. Curtis like, DeBros. See, and 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 what's funny is you remember their full name. Without, cause you like, oh, they, 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 they just had that swagger yes, yeah. about them. They knew how to talk to girls, um, and it wasn't that they were necessarily um, better at anything or, or better looking. Like I remember, I was, I was always one of the dark, darkest kids in my in my school, and so I remember like Charles was 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 light skinned with with curly hair because he was biracial, and mm-hmm. and Tony was light skinned. And had green eyes, you know. So they were like exotic, you know. Yeah, they yeah. they were they were like, uh, you know, there was something special, and there was something special about all of us. But I, you know, I, but when you're a kid, it's when like, you're a kid, you know, you have it. You're like, oh, well, yeah. girls love love again. Girls wanting to touch Charles's curly hair, and I got this tight afro, you know. <laughs> and uh, and it's funny because those things stay with you. And, and but and but was never never felt like less. Then you know, never felt like, oh, geez, I, I got to step my game up. I just, I was like, I don't know how to uh, how to approach. I was the same. I, I forget about approaching. I was just, I was, I, oh God, I remember, I was such an introverted kid that mm-hmm. my parents took me to a therapist one time when I was really because like, I just, I didn't know how how to uh, come out of my shell, right? And make friends beyond the ones that I already knew, and I remember. Um, 
there's actually a Jewish youth group called United Synagogue Youth that essentially like changed me because the USY uh, USY exactly USI USI yeah Usi. trust me there was a lot of USI to go around <laughs> um, and uh, I went to I was supposed to go into one of their meetings and I literally chickened out my dad and I ran back in the car and I said crying like just take me home I was too embarrassed to walk I said I was walking in late the meeting had already started and the next week my uh, and I remember my parents were really worried about me and next week they went and there was a friend of mine outside mm-hmm. and he saw me he goes oh hey flip coming in coming in so he brought me in and then that essentially got me out of my shell and oh that's wow when I, started doing. I just want to show you this real quick um that'd be funny if years later you found out your parents planted him that's you that's me yeah I just I'm showing uh, Dean a picture of myself from oh, my bar wow. mitzvah. So that's what I looked like when I was 13. Not fat. Yeah, no, you weren't. You weren't fat. That husky. That was. That was. Uh, that was slightly before husky. You know what I mean? You just broad. That's like we wouldn't have thought. I wouldn't have looked at you and said, yeah, oh. the, the, that that little bit." But right but there. right. Okay, the the double chin. The double, the double chin, chin is, yeah. is is uh. And there was uh, one more like the the quintessential um, bar mitzvah pose for the family. Was this it? Yeah. Although that's not the Your dad has a one. good head of hair, let me oh, tell dad, you. Oh, he would love you for saying that. Your pops has a, a good head of well, hair. Well, this is back in 87. And No, but I'm saying this is uh, – and you know what? You could tell the, the era of this this picture because there there's – in the 70s, there was always a yellow hue to all the pictures. Yeah, 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 yeah. In the 80s, there was a brown hue to all of the pictures. It's true. You know? It's true, yeah. But yeah, that was uh, that was it. My dad still has a great head of hair. He, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. He made me such a hair person. Oh, okay. So, yeah, of so course. He, he, passed, he passed that on to you. Where man. my brother is, he doesn't have too much anymore. Really? Yeah. Really? But my brother, my it's so funny. My brother got all the jock jeans. Ah. Uh, he uh, he <laughs> got a. He, you too. <laughs> oh, you got one too. Yeah, my older brother. He he was like all all state, all American track star, football. Everything. Me, I, I was funny. <laughs> I was, I was funny. And for me, my bro- it was the opposite. He's my younger brother. Okay. So I was like, I, I should have been the one who was like, you know, leaving, leaving the legacy for right, him to live right, up right. to. <laughs> and like in high school, because I, when I graduated, he the year after I graduated, he came in as a freshman, so we mm-hmm. never uh, were in school together. Okay. And instead of me leaving this great legacy for him to live up to, I left left him this legacy of people going, "Well, you can't be any worse than your brother." Oh kind wow, of thing. wow! Because yeah. <laughs> I was, I mean, was a geek, you right? Know? Right. And my brother, fucking stud, just he thick. He would uh-huh. play volleyball and football, and uh, he grew his hair long and mm-hmm. just plays guitar. Just chicks fucking right. loved him. Was he who's taller? You? I'm tall. Okay, I'm so tall. you had that. I had that. I had, I had the taller, that. but. Just geek. I right. was a geek. When 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 did you come out of your sh- when did you come out of your geek shell? When I started doing stand up. Okay. okay. Honestly, like like um I went to college, got my degree in theater, mm-hmm. and I was doing comedy at the same time, starting out. Mm-hmm. And I remember I had this one moment where I had a choice to do this production in college or open for somebody doing comedy. Really? And it was this oh. cr- I remember it was a crossroad a crossroads right. where I'm like, if I go this way, I'm Focusing more on acting. If I right. go this way, it's comedy, and I chose comedy. Oh wow! I chose. Wow, cause... that's that's 
that's interesting because it really that's life is really you know as you as you get older and wiser you realize reflecting back how how much life is really about choices yeah you know yeah choices absolutely. that you make that are gonna it's almost like remember those create your own adventure books yeah 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 where if you if you uh you get you're you're reading a book and it says and and little johnny could go th- into the cave go through the cave or he could go around the mountain and if you want to go through the cave, turn to the next page. If you want to go around the mountain, turn to page, page 87. Right. And so you turn to page 87, which altered the trajectory of your your life. Because at that point, it sounds like you were you were also pursuing you wanted to be an actor as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I uh, like any any kind of performing. Thing. Right. Um. Because, like, in high school, there was no stand-up comedy class. Right, it was theater right, class, right. and I love that. And right. then you get into college, same thing. But I got into college and discovered local comedy clubs around mm-hmm. my area and started doing the open mics. Um, but, yeah, I chose comedy, mm-hmm. and I chose to open. Um, Do you remember who you were opening for? You know, because that's, no, pretty, you know that's what it was? pretty cool. It was, um, it was a week. It was working a week at the uh, at one of the, at the comedy corner, I think, in West Palm Beach. Oh, it's wow. not around anymore, wow. but it was a pretty legendary club. And it was, a f- I think, one of the first times they offered me a full week to host. And okay. I, I went with that. Because okay. um, I d- honestly don't remember who I was working with. Which is but. A b- but that's a big deal for any new comic, let alone one that's in, you're in college. Yeah. You know, you're, you're still in school and you're, you're, you're proficient enough as a comedian for the club to say, oh, you know what? Let's give he, could, he could help this this show he would uh be yeah. a good fit for they us were, to work him like florida when i started out down there they were very nurturing to because there was not there was not a big local scene yet okay okay um until some clubs started popping up mm-hmm. and um they they started nurturing the local talent so i got okay. very lucky to fall in when i did right um but yeah then just started doing the comedy more and suddenly uh, you know uh girls at the shows would because I was a cute guy, you know, right. in my twenties. Right. And you see, see how, see how the, the comedy uh, starts making you feel yourself feel, a little feel, bit. You exactly. say, and you do though. That's yeah. and and talk about that. That's that's to me. You know, gr- growing up, we always heard a girl likes a guy with with a with sense, sense of humor. humor. Yeah. And you hear it, and it sounds good on paper. But when you're in elementary school, junior high school, high school, you're like, well, she's dating the jock. She's dating. J- right. She's dating. They don't know any better. The then. guy that that knows how to throw a football or or, or, or who's popular free throws or who's popular. Yeah. You know, but it's it's almost to me. Those 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 are your formative years also as a comedian because you're learning, oh, this this funny stuff really does work. Cause I remember making girls laugh and saying, Oh, I, I and and them sort of laughing and being around you like yeah. and you're like, I don't I don't know how to how to how pull to them, how to yeah. harness it, yeah. but I like yeah. I like the response. I'm getting goosebumps because I remember sitting in in, in the center, center of a bunch of uh girls in elementary school and you know being silly doing something bugs bunny yeah i got a fight and girls just oh dang you stupid i'm like oh, i like oh, this no, yeah oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> feels good like i the, again the, yeah i'm same way the girls they would laugh they yeah. would you know want to want to be around you because right, you right. seem to you didn't know why but you seem to attract a little group cause right because you always you would make them laugh you were holding not, court yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 
and but like you said, you didn't know it was. It, it's funny. I was just reading just read Firestarter, okay. and in the book, the girl has pyrokinesis. And she's right. a kid; she doesn't know how to control it. It's right. like comedy's the same way. Yeah. When you're a kid, you're like, wait, I I kind of understand how to do this a little right. bit. I kind of see funny moments and how to right. take advantage of them. I just right. don't know how to harness, harness it yet yeah. and, and yeah. focus it. Right. Um, but yeah, you know, I started doing it more and more, and the girl started at the show started talking to me more, and uh-huh. you know, being all cute and flirty, and I'm like. And it's still kind of shy, but then right. started kind of going with it and almost playing the character that I was on stage. Right, 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 right. There's a character on stage that most comics play. There, I mean, obviously there are guys that don't, but a lot of comics will, because you have to, if nothing else, you have to seize control of the audience. Right. And so uh, you, it sounds like you adopted the persona where you're like, you know what, I'm just going to be slightly more aggressive off stage where if I'm if I'm talking to a girl I'm just going to I'm going to say instead of ask I'm going to be more I'm going to project what I want as opposed to hey uh, you want to like the confidence it seems like yeah is, the confidence is there started a developing uh, yeah not very- like you're walking up you going with me you know <laughs> <laughs> you my girl <laughs> I don't even think I get down that right. that low register right um no, it was like, because um, like my character, when I was on, when I started, I was as goofy as goofy could be. Like, okay. I think I told you, like, I used to come out to what I like about you. That's yeah, yeah. And I, and I would dance and just be this. I, I always equate it like um, back then I was like a nuclear bomb. Okay. A bomb. Just energy going right. everywhere with no focus. Right. Just And I was wiry and get like people you say oh you're like a little jim carrey was right that that's 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 which which watching you on stage and and also having access to your hard drive and seeing that you had uh brian regan mm-hmm. and and uh robin, robin williams. williams yeah i was like oh you know what i said okay i that makes sense because you are to me there there's there are static performers and there are dynamic performers mm-hmm. and you're more dynamic where you're you know you're you're free for you know your your energy is higher versus uh uh, say a, a, a Dennis Miller, who's more just he he stands in one place and right. and, just, hey, imp- right impresses you with with pontification and and verbiage you right know? right and uh, yeah uh, so I, that's very astute and that's uh, exactly what I was I was just as high energy goofball right, right. Uh, writing I hadn't real my writing hadn't caught up with my energy yet right right you know and then after doing that style for years. I started getting tired, and I started <laughs> on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. funny. I, I did because it is exhausting. Yeah. Well, what happened was, and just but before I go to this, uh, just but I would take that character and off stage, I'd be that with like girls. I'd be oh, okay. hey, hey and like blah, blah, oh, wacky, okay. Okay. and like if we're you know at a at a bar or pool hall or whatever, I would you know make an idiot of myself, but they'd be laughing, right. and I'd still be the right. center of attention, and I wouldn't have to actually talk to them. Hey, let me see your panties. Hey. Right. I would be flirt. I would be goofy flirty. Right. You know, that was kind of like my way of doing it. Right. Um, Did it, did it work? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it did. You know, and and then, but it's like suddenly the girl wants to, you know, make out or tie. And then I'm like, Oh, okay. Now I got to be, now you're 13 again. You, yeah, you're not. You're like, at your I don't bar know what to do at this point. Right, I, I right. don't know. Like, uh, I've never made it this far. Right. It's right. like that, that it's like that old <laughs> joke, uh, with, with the Jehovah witnesses, like, oh yeah, so I, I let Jehovah Witness in, and yeah. they let let them in, and they, and they just stood there. You're like, what? What are you doing? Like, I never, 
never made it in this far. You right. know, so you're in. I'm in, and I, now at that point, it's just like, you know, take whatever thing you've learned from every 80s movie you saw about how girls <laughs> want to be treated. <laughs> Dude, I... Oh, I <laughs> That's my, funny. You, 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 you feel like you're flashing back to... To uh, the the last American version you Dude. just hear, I did my best, but I best. Fuck you! That is the movie I on my life, on my mother's life. I was thinking of that movie. I know it. Come on, the, man. We bonded. Me, that's the quintessential. Oh yeah. Because yeah. at the Karen, end, Karen, where he's driving off, and drive. but I love you, you and, and but she, she got back. She's she got like, back with the I'm ass. back with the check in with, with the guy who he's got dr- me knocked. He's up driving. He's away. I did my best, but I best, my best. best. Wasn't good enough. Fade Credits. To black. Fade Credit. to black. <laughs> I always said that's the perfect teenage angst movie because oh, it didn't yeah. end happy. It no, ended yeah. Heartbreak. Yeah. That was it. Man. Oh, that movie stinks. That oh, that movie. I remember that I movie. I love that you called that, man. I, oh. I I moved. That was one of my first uh, suburban. We moved from New York City to the New York suburbs. And so now I went. And it's funny because. Growing up, race wasn't. We were aware of race, but um, I was in, in Mount Vernon, New York, um, and even in the Bronx. In the Bronx, it was it was mostly black, Latino. In Mount Vernon, it was, I guess. That's where Washington's buried, right? Say again. Isn't, I uh, isn't his house up there? Maybe I don't know. I oh, when sorry. you said Washington, I was like, yeah, Denzel Washington <laughs> is from uh, Mount Vernon. It's funny you would say that. And uh, Debbie Allen and uh, Albie Shore and Heavy D. Rest in peace, Heavy. <laughs> Rest um, in peace. And um, yeah, I remember in Mount Vernon we had, we had we had Portuguese, Jewish, black, white. So race, it was middle. Everyone was sort of middle class trying to make their way, you know. Uh, and so you didn't you you would you would even hear racial slurs. But I re- I remember one time this this uh, Puerto Rican kid called my brother a nigga, and he said, "Well, how would you feel if I called you a PR?" He was like, yeah, all right. And I, and I didn't. I was like, well, what's a pro? <laughs> you know? And he's like, Puerto Rican. I was like, well, is, is that offensive? Because it's just an, an initials. Initial, it's yeah. just an acronym, really. Um, but but he said, yeah, no, the, the, some people get offended by that. And then we moved up to Yorktown Heights. That was That was the first sort of culture shock because then we became the black family on the block. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And... Suddenly, you were, you were a little more aware, but even our block that there, there wasn't really any racial, uh, there was no racial tension. No one made us feel uh, like we were different or or less than. But I remember the movies um, coincided with the move because then I because then we had cape we had uh, I think we had cable in in um, in New York. But now it was this proliferation of of teenage angst movies, right, right, right. You know, from from Last American Version to Fast, Fast Times, Times to Porky's, you right. know. And then I I was I was like, huh, they're they're they're, they're none of us. <laughs> like I didn't see it. I was like, you know, well, Cooley High, there were a lot of us. Well, and, no, there was uh, what's his name, um, in in Fast Times, a big football. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, Fer- uh, uh, Ferris Bueller, uh, Forrest Whitaker's Forrest character. Whitaker. Uh, uh, Forrest Whitaker's uh, right. day off. <laughs> <laughs> Forrest Whitaker's day off. Uh, Forrest, Forrest, Forrest Whitaker. Anyone? Just, anyone? Last I, King of Scotland. Anyone? <laughs> no. I just actually saw Forrest Whitaker in a uh, very young Forrest Whitaker in an early episode of Different Strokes. He is the Gooch. 
He wasn't the gooch. He wasn't but he was the a gooch. Bully. You never okay, saw the gooch. Okay, okay, right. But That's, he was everyone. Uh, urban legend always confuses, makes people think he was he the was gooch, gooch. but was, no, he was just he was, a bully. There was he had, he had a name, right? And he was like a really sensitive guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, misunderstood, right? Bully. Right. Um. Sorry. So back. No, to- no. So it was. Um. So I remember all of those movies, and I honestly would watch these movies, trying because I'm I'm now new. Um, up in Yorktown Heights. So I'm like, all right, well, let me study. study. Let, let's study this this <laughs> new creature, which we see as the, the young uh, white teenager in the suburbs. Because it was always, the, the movies always seemed like the same, same suburban suburb. locale. Yeah. There was you a know? mall. There was a mall, was... I, which was new to me. You know, like in, in New York City, you would just go shopping. And you had strip malls, but you would just go to back then Gimbals and and Caldors and Alexanders mm-hmm. versus going into a shopping mall. I remember we moved up there and they they had just built the 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 um I think it was called the uh was it called the JV Malls Jefferson Valley Mall and Junior Varsity Mall yeah, yeah right and we would just go and our parents would drop us off yeah yeah. And that you would just best. you would just hang out. One one of our friends' parents had um they were Greek, so they had a Greek restaurant in the food court. And I was like, this is a whole new world and experience oh, to yeah. me. Which which also speaks to why Eddie Murphy Delirious hit me so hard because we moved up there. Um, I'm experiencing, I'm seeing my friends curse at their parents. And then Eddie is talking about being a fresh air fun kid from New York City that's getting sent up to uh, up to suburbs. Uh, Sidetrack, Eddie Murphy's story about um, them sending him upstate and he's watching, uh, I think the friend, his, I, I never forget, my friend Tom Kildare in Delirious. He was like, Tom Kildare, I, I would watch uh, this kid just curse at his mom. Yeah, fuck you, mom. And, and he'd just sit there with his mouth hanging open. Uh, that family, were they were neighbors of people that lived across the street from us when, when our family moved up to Rochester. So I was like, oh, wow, that's crazy that. Uh, oh, he's talking. That I he was talking about someone that that uh I that I had people that knew them. You know? Oh, that's funny. Yeah, and that's so cool. so it was just that that was that that was for me the '80s experience, which I was like, well, this is everyone's experience, you know. Right. <laughs> and little did I know that that uh, you know there were drastic differences. Um, just a tad bit. Yeah, a, a wee bit. A wee bit. But um, yeah, those yeah. movies really, really shaped us. Oh, absolutely. I, I remember, like Last American Virgin specifically. Um, I remember in college, this girl I was dating like ripped my heart out. This and um, I, uh, it was a, God. Looking back, it was such a life lesson because mm-hmm. um. I remember she I she broke up with me and for another guy and I was in college and I remember I was in the uh uh costume department of my college. Okay. When the, when she, I was on the phone with her while a, while a performance was going on and I'm just crying and she said I got to go and she hung up the phone oh. and and I remember falling and just lying in the fetal position. Oh. Shoot. And like dude, it was like I mean I was just a very uh, over emotional kid, and you're in the wardrobe. Uh, I'm in the wardrobe room. Wow! And I remember feeling like the end of Last American Virgin. Yeah. I remember like totally relating to that kid. But the thing is, in my head, it's like this is where you fade to black and the credits roll. <laughs> and then in my head, I'm like, but it's not ending. I've actually, got, and I remember th- literally saying to myself, I've got to live past the credits. Oh wow! And wow! 
and like and that was like my first heartbreak and yeah. like and and but i remember just really realizing like no life isn't like a movie there's actual pain you gotta, <laughs> right. yeah, you gotta yeah. accept and, yeah. and and pull through and so how did, how did you well how did you a pull through and b did uh have you ever seen her since oh, yeah, yeah. you since you know you started you became a comic and, yeah, we, and you started finding success and and yeah. she caught as Bismarcky calls it the vapors <laughs> Uh, well, I got through it just because you have to. Right, like, right, it, right. T- it took me a while. So, were you the friend that was walking around and people were like, "Dude, Flip, you gotta, you gotta let yeah. it go." Yeah. Oh, it was. I fucking I dislocated my shoulder over it. Really? Because I was, um, because like after that initial cry, I got mad and just, like, what the? And I, but I wanted to just scream, but I knew there was a production going on. That's funny. So I ran outside of the uh, theater <clears throat> on my college ground. And I just started going, like just jumping around and f- flailing my arms, going that bitch, that bitch. So and you don't you don't punch anything. You, nope. I thought you were gonna say you hit a locker or something. No, I wish it was something that you're cool. just flailing, I'm flailing, and my shoulder <laughs> just goes pop, and I fall to the ground in pain. And this, uh, and I'm sorry, right before that happened, this uh, buddy of mine uh-huh. happened to walk by, goes flip, what's up? I go, she fucking broke up with me, that bitch. That, and I went. And fell to the ground, and he came running up. He's like, "Are you all right?" I'm like, "My shoulder." And <laughs> this is back. This was in ninety. I want to say uh, five. This okay. was ninety five, and cell phones were very new thing. Yeah. Not everybody had them. My yeah. friend happened to have one. Oh wow! So he called nine one one. Oh wow! So then the ambulance comes by and pee and all, and and my shoulder eventually popped it back in and took me to the hospital. And I remember there people waiting in the waiting room and and for like for months you know i'm walking around my arm in a sling my hair was kind of getting long what are you doing flip uh, fucking you're, you're hearing the snl saxophonist <laughs> <laughs> every day there's a dude with a sax following you people are like why is that guy from band why is he following him <laughs> funny but yeah, that's pretty much what was going on in my head. So, you know, like with any heartbreak, it just took a long time to get over and just real set. quick, just just because you're such a movie head as well. Yeah, is there at at any point when you dislocate your shoulder, do you think of uh, Murdoch from uh, from Lethal Weapon? Think maybe I'll just bust, oh, my, bust arm my arm into back the into the wall and try and pop it back in the socket. I, you know what, that I did do that once because it happened to me on stage. Oh, I was on stage doing a bit again where I was like flailing. I was like doing like a Pete Townsend thing with my arm going around, okay. and it popped out. I remember I fell to the ground. On, I fell to the stage. And I happened to fall where the microphone was still close to my mouth. Mm. So I'm going, could somebody help me, please? Help me. And people are going, <laughs> they're thinking it's part, they think of, it's the part of the show. Right. And, um, and, 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 and nobody's coming out. So I actually, I literally had my shoulder and I just fucking jammed it into Do the Do you stage. scream like, Mur- <laughs> luckily it didn't Get hurt too that old bad. For this. <laughs> Get too old for this shit. Um, but no, I, I, it hasn't really happened since, thank God. So the B part of, of that question. The B part. When, uh, when I, does she... I saw her, <laughs> like, I think over the years, like, after that happened, because she was a singer at the time. and Ah, okay. I went so to, she, was a, she was in theater with you at the time? Or no, no, she... Oh, God. She was the daughter of uh, one of my theater professors from the... I went to community college and then, like, a credited school, if you will. Okay, okay. She was the daughter of my theater teacher at the community college. Okay. 
Um, but I went to school an hour from that, mm. so we were still close. Um, but yeah, she was an actress, and uh, she very good voice, very good. Mm-hmm. And so she started doing some local shows around Fort Lauderdale. Found out, I, I actually, you know what? I remember I was going to see her in a play at the community college, and I still hadn't talked to her Since, that much. Like, oh, okay. you know, an occasional phone call just to hear her voice or whatever. And I remember I was getting ready to go, and the guy she left me for, mm-hmm. um, who I thought they were going to get married, she broke up with him. Mm. And that day, talk about kismet, car, uh, you know, just shit happening for a reason. That yeah. day was a Sunday. I remember I'd just gotten out of the shower. I was getting ready to go see the matinee, mm-hmm. and he calls me mm. and says, I just want to apologize to you mm. because this girl used to say some shit about you, and I didn't defend you. Mm. And we broke up, and I felt that I just had to tell you that, you know, I'm sorry for doing that. Oh, wow. And he and I talked for a couple minutes. So he's saying he's sorry for her breaking up with you to, to date him, and then think, also while they were dating, she was she was kind of bashing you? Yeah, I think that was the uh, con- the, 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 the general crux of it. Okay. And um, I hung up the phone. I remember thinking, of all days for him to call is the day when I'm being, that's a, I shouldn't go. I shouldn't go see this because I'm just going to set myself up for hurt again. And right, right, right. I think that was the point that I really severed right. the, uh, the 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 need to want to get back with her right, or whatever. Right. And then um, years later, after another girl I was with totally ripped me apart, mm-hmm. um, I got back and there's a pattern her. here. There was. <laughs> I was. I was a glutton for punishment. <laughs> I was. I was. It was a time I think I was really just addicted to drama or just I, oh, okay. I it was like it, like I was happy with a girl and then for whatever reason she wanted to break up or whatever and I didn't I couldn't let him go because okay. I was like no you make me happy I can't let that go right, and right. even though flags were like she's not right for you this isn't right, right for you right. doesn't matter if she made me happy once she can make me happy right. again right. Um, I ended up calling this first ex and we had a really nice talk okay. and um I mean, the hatchet had been buried, but this was kind of like officially. And since then, we've ma- we've remained friends. She's married now. Okay. And um, we keep in touch on Facebook. I see her when I can in Florida. It's always Facebook. Facebook always. Facebook, <laughs> yeah. Bo- both of my big exes, um, I'm now, like, friends with. Okay, you know, I, okay. I, I took a while, but... Oh, that's good. Yeah. No, because there's always any... You know, when when someone breaks up with you and then you find a level of success, and it's childish, it's actually petty. Oh, but I, there's a I, part there's a part of you that that when you have any good fortune that happens to make some noise and it's popular noise, mm-hmm. it there's there's a feeling like yeah, oh, hope, uh, they, hope see they see that, that. and oh. then they do, Absolutely. and then you're like, take that, take that, take oh, that, I'm, you know. One of, one of my exes, not that one, the uh-huh. second one, after she broke up with me, um, like a month or so later, she uh, came to see me open for Dunham. Oh, Jeff Dunham. At, uh, yeah, nice. at, Uncle, at this club that I, uh, my home club called Uncle Funny's okay. in Davie, Florida. And I remember she came to the show with her parents, oh. and her parents loved me. Uh-huh. Some nice Don't Jewish Don't they always? Boys. They always do, yeah. They always do. And I remember... Um, I killed. I remember killing, and it's just feeling really now, t- good about this. Side note, did, knowing that she's sitting in the audience and her parents who like you are in the audience, do you recall turning it up a little more? I'll tell you, 
I'll, I'll tell you yes. And I took, I even, I turned it all the way to eleven. Okay. Because I had a joke about her. Oh, nice, nice. She, uh, <laughs> yeah. Are you a hockey fan at all? No, no. She used to date a uh, player for the uh, Florida Panthers. Of course she did. And damn jocks. I know. And then when uh, she broke up with me because she wanted to go back with him. Mm. So I had this joke, basically, this bit, uh, this big act out about him and just, uh, you know, I'm going to fuck her with my big hockey cop and whatever. <laughs> and, um, but essentially calling her a whore. Okay. <laughs> so, in front of her parents. So I did that, and I'm like, fuck it. I, and I did that bit in front of her and her parents. And I remember getting off stage, or after I did the joke, and her dad looked at me and just gave me thumbs up. Because <laughs> <laughs> they probably didn't like the hockey guy either. Probably not, no. You know. And, um, yeah, it was it was fun. And then um, that was a cool kind of moment where I'm like, okay, I got the power now. I got the upper hand. Yeah. Didn't last long. but No, but you know what? You, you take your victories where you can get yeah. them. And it, the, I think – to me, the bigger part of of that is not just that you did it in front of her and you killed, but that her her parents Parent. saw it and her dad gave you the good for you, good good for you. Good yeah. for you. Because because adults know, you know, adults have have seen, and we don't know that when we're when we're young yeah, no. and in the midst of our horse crap. No, but um, adults know when. Hey, honey, you know, um, Flip's a good guy. He kind of. Yeah. You know, aren't you aren't you supposed to hang out with him? Yeah, just I I wanted to hang out with Romanov or whomever, you know, and uh, and so, you know, like you said, kismet and karma. Yeah, you know, the, people know, and so it's it's nice to. Yeah. And to she went through um, post us. She went through a lot of really fucked up shit. Mm, mm. So um, I don't. I mean, you know, I at the time I might have wished like all this shit right, on her. Right. Look in hindsight, like right. it was a. Uh, it, if there is such a thing as karma, she got it in a really dramatic way. Oh wow! So, okay. Yeah, but like I said, she and I, uh, we we keep in touch now. Okay. You know, and she's uh, she's fine. Okay. It's it's cool. You know, she's happy where she is. I'm very, my wife is amazing. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. Which which we'll we'll get to. So, when do you decide to to? Well, but even for that, which which happens first? Your your first big break, or you move to L.A. And at what point did you move to L.A.? What by, at by what big, point did you say, you know what, I I gotta in order to play this playing this the big leagues, I have to really relocate. Because um, it sounds like you had a you had a nice uh, space down. It seems like they like you said they were very nurturing. And, yeah, I mean and, Florida was great. By the time I I left Florida in January of. Uh, Oh, one. Okay. Okay. Um, and by the time I left, I was like a big fish in a small pond. You know, I okay. was like one of the bigger local guys. You were you were the go to there. guy that if they needed a, a feature or a host, oh, you, or yeah, and I was, you always uh, were working. Um, yeah. I mean, I was always, I wouldn't uh, not always working down there, but I was. They used me a lot. Did you still have a day job? No. No, okay. I I mean I never had a real day job. Really? I uh, this is and this is where my wife goes. You don't know how fucking lucky you are. Like I had high school jobs. I worked at McDonald's. Mm -hmm. I worked mm -hmm. at Chuck E. Cheese. Mm -hmm. I worked at you know um, uh, supermarket. The last job I had that did not involve comedy or mm -hmm. performing 
was early 97. Really? Yeah, before I graduated high school, I uh, college, I worked at uh, Discovery Zone, if you remember. Yeah, the yeah. kid's place. Yeah. That was the last real job I had. And That's then, around the same. I quit mine in uh, August 97. Oh, and August of 97 is when I started going full-time with comedy. Yeah, just, same thing, yeah. Summer of 96 and 97, I worked in Texas doing theater. Oh, doing okay. summer okay. stock musicals okay. out there. Okay, And then when I got back in um, August of 97, I had about three or four weeks booked doing the new Miami, the Miami Improv just reopened. Okay. And there were a couple of, excuse me, lo- other like Uncle Funnies, Comedy Corner. I think the comic strip used to be around in Lauderdale at okay. the time. And I started thinking, okay, I got like a month book doing stand-up. Let's, let's see if I can make this happen yeah. for real. And I haven't stopped. Um, but like, so from like 92 when I did my first open mic to 97 when I went full-time, I was doing open mics here, open mics there, still going to college, maybe getting a week hosting here, mm-hmm. a week hosting there. And then in uh, August of 97, I went full-time, and I started exploring clubs outside like the Tri-County area, of right, Miami, right, Lauderdale, right. and Palm Beach. Started doing like St. Petersburg and Tampa and Fort Myers, Pensacola, every right. all the one nighters and right. shit gigs around Florida and right. the you know other AB rooms. Mm-hmm. I started doing those and um, did that from like '97, and then soon after my ex broke up with me in 2000, I made the decision that I wanted to go to LA. Okay, I'm like uh, I thought I uh, had you know because I'd done a lot of the road. I'd started doing like I did Nashville, I did Atlanta Punchline. Okay. I think, yeah, I did some Texas runs, and I just said, you know, like, uh, and a lot of people have said, you're young, you got to go to L.A. now. Do it now. You right. know, you're good. You know, you get better out there, but you're good enough to go now and, right. and make some noise. Right. So I decided in, uh, after I turned 26, um, I moved in. A, oh, and you know what happened? And, and it coincided with my big break. Um, do you remember Ed McMahon brought back something called Next Big Star? Yeah. Yeah. It was like an internet thing, mm-hmm. an internet mm-hmm. contest. And I had entered that several times, finally made it to the finals, mm. which was a live syndicate. It was syndicated, but it right. was a TV show. Mm-hmm. And I did that in January of 01, and I won it. Oh, wow. Nice. So I went out to L.A. with a, a nice credit. Right. You know, like right. a legitimate thing. And I had right. like some uh, heat. I had a little bit of heat. Right. And I had a, a, a footage, you know, like a right. television a, Right. Set. Okay. So, yeah, I went out to L.A., and then it's like, you know, you, you know, it's like starting over out there. Right. But um, that was uh, that was like that conscious, uh, that moment that, and it was my first time leaving home. Right, yeah. For a big time, for like moving out. I literally moved out of my parents' house to L.A. Right. So it was a huge adjustment. Yeah, yeah. Did your parents help you move out there, or you, you, you just uh, go out there with some luggage and, and no, my parents. I mean, I, I at that point I had saved about twenty grand. Okay, okay. You know, doing the road for all those okay. years because I didn't have it aside from you know I had one. Oh right, card you were living right. I was right. living rent free, no nice, utilities, nice. not really paying for food or anything. So can I just say, up until that, you and I almost have the same exact, uh, similar trajectory because I started in '92, quit. The day job in '97. Quit the day job because I did this. I I said, you know what? I had done a couple of things on the road that I was like, oh, I can. You know what? If I can, if I can book out a month, that that was at that point. I think I might have had for my day job maybe three G's saved up, but I was I was living uh, I was living solo, and that month's worth of work, (laughs) half of it canceled. So I went from. Went from saying, all right, if I can make 
a, a couple of thousand to I, I think I might have made maybe thirteen hundred in in that month, but it was still enough. And then it was yeah. just a, a struggle. But no, I just when you said that, I was like, oh wow, this is I didn't want I didn't want to interrupt you, but I was like, wow, that's that's crazy. So all but me. So you were living on your own as opposed to me with my parents. Yeah. So it. I so so I didn't have uh, by two thousand one, yeah, no, I, I didn't have twenty G's. Uh, I, I had that luxury. I had <laughs> that luxury, up. man. So yeah, no, your 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 wife is well. You know what? It's it's a luxury, but um, that you know that was your path. You know. Yeah, no, that's how. And I think like because I asked you if your family would support mine since I was eight years old, and I said I want to be a comedian. My family was like, okay, yeah, do whatever you want to do. Just the only caveat was go to college. Right, right. You know, we'll we'll you know we'll take care of college. Right. Just get a degree. And right. so I got my degree in theater. Okay, you know? okay. I got my yeah. BFA and it's a BFD. It it, it makes. You know, the, the for all all you uh, cats out there, especially the New Jacks, um, you know, the protocol I would say this week is surround yourself with people that are going going to support you. It yeah, just, it makes this this journey or any really any real endeavor just so much easier when Absolutely. you have people encouraging mm-hmm. versus why are you doing well, yeah. that? No, that's, that's the worst worst thing in the world. You know, like spirit killer, dream, dream killer. killer. Yeah. yeah, like we're we're a very special kind of breed of people, and if it's in us, it's in us, and we're right. gonna we're gonna pursue it whether right. you like it or not. Right, it'd be a lot easier if you had our back. You know, right? Yeah, and and you know, it's and it's not all even financial. Like my, in the beginning, my parents they helped me out. Mm-hmm. You know, um, especially when I moved out to LA, there were times that I was I, I didn't know what I was gonna do, and right. thank God I had my parents to help right. me out. And again, I know I'm lucky there, but it's I. I I would rather, if I had the choice between them helping me financially or helping me like spiritually and emotionally, right. I'd rather take the spiritual emotional. Yeah, man. You know, cause well, that, because that's what feeds you. That that feeds your that energy feeds your spirit when you're you're sitting around. And you're like, man, I don't know if I should. This isn't working out. And you you hear your mother after that that show saying, wow, you're really good. Or you see your ex-girlfriend's dad yeah. giving you the thumbs, thumbs up, up, saying, are you, those are all the things that, that you lean on during the, 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 darker times. the, the dark times when yeah. you're like, man, I don't know if, if this is working out. This is rough. This is hard. And that hurts, man. That's, yeah, that, that's, dude, I mean, I'm sure, like, I actually have a bunch of journals that I used to keep on the road. Like, oh, dude, I still, that's... I still have my I have my journal. That's remember last week when uh you were like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "I was writing. I was catching up because I had fallen oh, behind right. on, yeah. on my journals." I I have journals dating back to probably like ninety. I used to keep an audio journal mm-hmm. from from about ninety two. So another Dude, similarity I'm not, I'm on the to, little I micro them my cassette diary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I called them uh the the logs. Uh, uh, this back when I was a rapper, we had a group called the Cujo. So I said uh, Cujo log date and i always use the julian calendar the day of the year instead of the actual date okay um so so like right now i think we're in uh the two what are we like this is the fifth month so we're, we're around two twenty two thirty um date date wise in the year wow. I, like i just i don't know or maybe maybe not maybe not two maybe one um but anyway yeah it says yeah we're in the one something because it's the fifth month so Five times three, so we're about one eighty. I feel like we're past two hundred days this year, though. Anyway, um, so sorry, sorry. Right. Weird side note. Not gonna get edited because why would I? But um, <laughs> but yeah, I keep it. The I've 
another thing I I suggest because I'm not I don't like advice, but I think journals are good because it's always it's nice to look back, to look back absolutely and say, damn, I thought I thought it was over. Oh, oh my god, dude. I was just I was reading one of me and uh I was in I think I was just reading one. I was in Corpus Christi in uh-huh. uh two thousand two and this is right after or two thousand one, right uh-huh. after my second ex destroyed me. Okay. And I remember I'm and I was reading it, I'm like I'm lonely and I'm playing the shit gig. I hope one day I read this and I laugh because uh-huh. it was all worth it yeah. and da 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 da. And you know, fucking thirteen years later, I'm and reading this back yeah. and I laugh and I'm yeah. like, at the time, it was, it was, it was a never-ending black tunnel of just hopelessness. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. You get through it, but yeah, having those moments to look back to read or listen to just yeah, put, no, it's it, just... It, it it puts your your, your uh, journey in perspective. You know? It definitely keeps it in perspective. Yeah. I was I that's I. I was referring to uh, something from I think my I have my my journals from my first year on SNL with me because I'm wow. writing something and uh, and so I, I was looking through it I was like oh wow you know and I see one week that I had a bunch of stuff in and how excited I was and then the the, the following week I'm like so I'm on the bench this week. But I'm in the but I'm in the good nights and I'm waving so I'm still winning, you know. And and, and those are the things that 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 keep you keep you uh keep hope alive and keep you yeah, motivated. Yeah. Oh, you have you to. Know? I mean, you you really do. It goes back to the uh, support thing, you know. If right. you have those people in your corner, right? You know, even the darkest times, you're like, yeah, but look at these people who believe in me yeah. and who are, you know, still have confidence. So if they have confidence, right. why shouldn't I? Kind right. Of thing, you know. And also yourself, you writing in the journal, which saying saying, you know what? I hope one day I can. I I I hope one day I I read this and I laugh about it. The, even though you're depressed or frustrated with this awful gig, something in that sentence is saying, you know what? But I'm gonna be all right because I'm gonna look back on this and laugh, laugh. at it years yeah. later. Yeah. You know, which you did. Which so it's... so you know that ultimately you know having having that strong amount of faith from from God and your family and your most more specifically yourself mm-hmm. just makes it makes it all so much easier so absolutely you're in LA you you've done Ed McMahon's uh next big next star next big star um I got hooked up with Carlin's manager mm-hmm. okay. George Carlin um was this because you did the next big star um how did that or associated with it Here's what happened. Um, in two, before I went to LA in 2000, I went and I got into the uh, New Orleans Comedy Festival. Okay. And one of the sponsors was this new comedy label called Laugh.com. It was a website, and they put out. They basically re, uh, reissued a lot of old albums that okay. have been off the market for okay. a while. Okay. Um, and Carlin and his manager were partners in this. Okay. Got and um, one of the representatives from Laugh.com is this guy named Marshall Burl, who's Milton Burl's nephew. Oh, interesting. So Marshall is he hung like a burl? (laughs) (laughs) Hello, he's hung like an off ramp. (laughs) I'm not just saying that because there's a Mexican selling oranges on it. Anyway, hey yo, um, he uh, he liked me. He took an instant like to to my style and everything, and offered me to do a CD with the label. Okay, like, and I was what was I 25 and like yeah yeah, and then he said, you know what, I'm gonna show your stuff. To, oh, that's right. Because he lived in Florida, mm-hmm. and he came and saw me do a show that I at this place in Sarasota, mm-hmm. and he videotaped me, and he said, "I'm going to show this to George Carlin's manager." I was like, mm-hmm. "All right." 
So I'm in LA. I'm not even there a week. I'm there a couple of days. Uh-huh. And Marshall calls me, says, uh, George's manager wants to meet with you. And he's in LA. And he's in LA. How, but hold up. How crazy is that you left Florida to go to LA and then someone in Florida is the one with that connection with that Carl. connection it was i mean honestly it was like uh, it, it started feeling like it was one of those like uh you know you get one of those stories you hear about marilyn Monroe getting discovered in a drug right, store it was right right like, i go to la already i'm meeting with carlin's guy after right. i'm like this is this is easy this is this easy is, <laughs> right so yes yeah, so i meet with carlin's guy and he wants to sign me and i go with him and then does he have anyone else besides carlin nope okay uh well carlin's opener dennis blair okay you know dennis okay um, but yeah, just basically the three of us, but I was like this new, you know, kid in town. And so he kind of scooped me up and then he got me with ICM, wow. huge agency. Yeah. And, um, that, and that literally was in the first two months of being in LA. Dude. Yeah. So I kind of came out there swinging. <laughs> so you're calling your moms and pops like, yeah. yeah, I think I got this. Yeah. First time I came back to Florida was opening for Carlin wow. at a theater in, um, uh, I think it was Fort Myers. Your family comes to the show? My family came, some of my friends, and um, yeah, it was like, it was mind-blowing, man. And um, I, I, well, I told you the Carlin story, being bad. I'll tell you at home, yeah. loyal <laughs> listeners. Um, first time I'm opening for Carlin was at this theater, and I'm backstage, I'm nervous as all hell. Manager, his name is Jerry Hamza, comes up and he goes, all right, kid, you're on in five minutes. Are you ready? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I think I'm ready. How many uh, does the theater hold? 3,000? Uh, probably. Okay. Yeah. 25, 3,000. Okay. Yeah. So um, I'm nervous as all hell, and uh, we're standing at the end of this long hallway. All of a sudden, I hear this noise. I look down the hallway, and the door is just like a double door kind of swings open. Right. It's glowing. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Carlin, and he's dressed in his black, right. you know, like he always does. Ponytail. Uh, did he have the ponytail? I think he did have the ponytail uh-huh. this time. Yeah. And he and he's literally strutting. And there's no other way to put it. Just kind of like <laughs> he his head's bopping. Say. He's got a rhythm in his walk. And he's going, cocksuckers, you fucking cocksuckers. <laughs> and me and Dennis, I was standing with Dennis Blair's other opener. And we, we're, we're laughing. And Carlin comes up. He goes, uh, hey, kid, uh, I'm going to go put my shit away. Then I'm going to come watch. I'm looking forward to seeing your show. I said, oh, thanks, George, man. So go out. I do 10 minutes up top. And just kill. Right. It was right, one right. of those sets where it just everything fell right. into yeah. place. And and I knew Carlin was watching me too. And so I did ten and I say goodnight and the crowd goes nuts. And Dennis comes up and I get off stage and Carlin's standing right there and he puts his arm around me and goes, Kid, you're funny, man. You're like an ostrich on PCP. <laughs> And it was just, you know, it was a hilarious line. And later on, I asked him if I could use that for, like, a quote of my, uh, you know, my bio and right, my press right. release. And he actually said, he goes, yeah, yeah. Actually, you know what's funny? A PCP or angel dust. So even. And, and, yeah, and, wow. I, and I said, I think PCP. Yeah, yeah PCP. Used to be. But, um, yeah, even in just like a stupid quote that I was right. going to use, he, he still wanted to know what Tweak was funnier. Go still with the funniest was line. So, such yeah. a wordsmith. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that was like, and that just. It was a great way to come out to L.A. And then reality hit. and, uh, and uh, <laughs> As it usually does. As it usually does. And d- nothing really popped, popped. I had, I did, I told you, uh, well, I was on Star Search in 02. And that's that's when uh, they brought it back in Arsenio, Arsenio Hall. Arsenio was hosting. And uh, and I'll tell this story, too. Even though yeah, I no, you. no, of course. Uh, I It's a live broadcast. We're, we're taping in L.A., but it's going live to the East Coast. Mm-hmm. 
and how it works is, and when I think about it in retrospect, it really didn't make sense. Um, it was supposed to be a national vote where reality, it was only the East Coast voting unless somebody in the other time zones picked up a feed as it was going out live. Right. Otherwise, when it would go out in the other time zone, it wasn't live anymore and they okay. couldn't vote. Right. So it so really it was, a, it was, it was, it was screwed up. It was a little, it wasn't a national vote. It was an right. East Coast vote right. who happened to be right. tuning in. Because, um, so I go out and I'm going up against Lonnie Love. Now, hold on. Before you even go there, uh, you, you have to talk about the um oh, the email the, the email so what happened was up. i um i auditioned f i i got seen at doing a spot a random spot mm -hmm. by one of the uh casting or producers mm -hmm. and they said you know would you come in and audition for the producers and okay. judy brown marmel was okay. also part of the casting for the comedians and i knew judy and she liked me right so i went in i did the audition and i remember killing and they called me however long later and said, we're going to have you on the first episode. Right. I was like, oh, my God, this is it. Right. And I'm telling everybody, tune into Star Search. And that's, and that's, that's a rookie mistake. It's a you, big you rookie. You learn you later on. Don't, you never – there's a lot of protocols uh, that y'all are getting this week. That's, as far as anything you're doing in the industry, don't, don't talk about it. Let people see it. Let people see it or if – and until you know that it is going out right. the next day, right. you don't, especially with social media now, you don't right. do it. This is before social media. This right. is just, you know, emails and mailing right. lists. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I did it. I, I told everybody, <clears throat> told my family. A week before the broadcast uh, that I was supposed to tape, I get a call. They said, um, you know, producer changed your mind. They're going to go with this person. We still want to have you as a backup mm. in case somebody can't do it. And I said, well, am I going to do the show at all? They go, we don't know. We can't promise anything. And mm -hmm. so then I'm – and, you know, it's when it's your first big yeah. thing and it falls out from between your fingers, you get pissed. And, and you've told everybody. And you've told it. everybody. And you don't think. Right. So I sent out an email to everybody <laughs> on my mailing list, including comics. Wow. Um, yeah, so I'm not going to do it. And motherfuckers and CBS means can't believe shit. <laughs> and I sent it out. So come to find out that a lot of the people that got the email, comics, emailed Judy Brown, mm. uh, Marmel, and saying, hey, if Flip doesn't want to do it, I'll gladly take the spot. And and, and, and so another lesson <laughs> that you all you don't uh, trust should understand, don't trust people that are in the same boat as you because they want your slot. You yeah. know, they, they want an opportunity. People... You you'd like to think that we're all. It's like when you watch American Idol, yeah. and and you see someone, you see an, a contestant singing, and then you see the other contestant standing up and cheering and mm -hmm. smiling. I what I loved about Simon Cowell being part of that show was he he would just call them on that that BS saying, "Yeah, I I, I really like how you all are, are acting like you want that that you're happy that they're moving through, but ultimately you want to win and you don't want that person. So, would you stop with this this clapping for them like you're happy? But we live in a, a social media era. Yep. Cameras are always going. Mm -hmm. Um so now people are always aware that here I got to look like I'm happy for them. Right. Even you though I'm not, because if I if I don't smile, then people will say, "Why was he sulking?" Right, you know, and then that'll lose your votes. But but you know, you never a you don't bash you the don't, producers. Period. Right. It's and then then 
Because it's going to get back to them. Write a, a, an actual email because yeah. uh, it once just, it goes out, it, people have access to say, oh, look what he... Uh, and I'm sure, and like I said, Judy was the one who told me she had received those emails. Oh, really? Yeah. She calls you? Does she no, call No, I saw you? her at the improv. Okay. And she um, said something like, uh, like, hey, I saw your email, or mm. and, and she told me other, co- and I think she was, because Judy was always very nice to me, okay. and I was still very young then, right. and I think she was basically giving me a... Uh, Kind of a piece of advice, right? Without yelling at, without me. scolding you, but yeah, scolding you, exactly. Right. Um, but then I ended up getting on the show the next week. Like okay. it was the third episode. So I'm up against Lonnie Love, and uh, I'd never heard of her. Um, but you know, we were, you know, we hung out and it was fine. And I go out and we have a dry, uh, you know, rehearsal. Mm-hmm. And in the rehearsal, there are other people sitting in for the judges, and yeah, we're still right. in the studio with the cameras and everything. And in this scenario, I won in the um, in the dress rehearsal. Oh wow! Okay. And so you know, I do the talk with Arsenio, and I go off. And so then we get ready for the live show. Now, uh, r- real quick, during the the test show, are you run? Are you just? Saying these are my bullet points. Or are you actually running? No, your I'm set? doing. I'm doing my set. Okay, I'm doing my set. Is Lonnie doing her set as well? Yeah. Okay. And I and at that point, and I remember listening to Lonnie going, you know, if if the people actually, and I hate saying this because no. she's a she's a nice woman, right, right, right. But her act is very much about attitude and big black lady and sassy, and the and the jokes are are very. Basic and this, I mean, in, in for, fairness for what it, to, is this this is fourteen years ago? Yeah, where neither of but, you were probably all that seasoned. Yeah, but it's it's I had seen fucking uh, Cheryl Underwood do the same kind of okay. act with I'd, with stronger jokes, with stronger jokes, right. but the same personality. Right. And I seen other. Um, I hate saying the word urban. Comics. Other black comics, other other black females doing similar right. kind of jokes. Right. Whereas the jokes I was doing were, uh, as far as I knew, more on an original slant. Okay, you know. Okay. Um, so I remember thinking, okay, you know, if the judges haven't, you know, really uh, open mind about what it is to to craft a joke, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and maybe they'll give me a little more of the credit for something that I'm doing, right? Um, and again, no offense to Lonnie, and, and please, she could give two shits. Sure she's Lonnie's she's fine. I don't know if she's an avid listener of the Father Muckin Protocol, but <laughs> but she's uh, and she's she's fucking killing it. Right. And and I've seen her since, and still very uh, you know really really nice woman. Um, so, but I kind of had this little like charge in me, like you know I I might have a real shot to move right. on. Okay. So uh, I go out. So I'm the first one, right? And they uh, I go out to my mark as this. Pre, um, pre-recorded video right. of interview of me, right. and this was another thing that I learned: is be careful what you say in an interview, because mm-hmm. they could twist it, it any they way can, they want. They can fix. They they, c- can, they can paint. The editor can can uh, go with whatever they want and and create. A character in you that might not be true to you. That's I mean, it's what yeah. they do with reality television. Absolutely, you know? they, Absolutely. They, you you might they might ask you. I'm trying to think of an example. They might ask you. Well, I'll, well, yeah, go yeah, ahead, I'll, yeah. I'll tell you, like, you know, there, you know, how'd you get started and da da da. And you know, the, I was coming from a very like you know uh, real place. Like you know, I was a kid. I was eight. This has been my dream since I was a kid. Right. You know, and now I have this chance to really 
you know, make this dream come true and take this to the next level. And, you know, it was like this kind of real heartfelt thing. And then uh, they asked me, like, like, um, what do your parents think? And I started, or did your parents have any, I forgot the actual question, but I answered it by saying, you know, like, uh, oh, yeah, you know, my dad taught me some cute impressions. And, you know, my mom, she uh, she still tickles me to this day. I'm 20, and my mom still tickles me. And so in the interview, they put me talking about my mom tickling me and my dad teaching me these imp- nothing about like the the yeah, you know the the, 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 the and exactly, and so I'm thinking okay that's a they're kind of painting me to be this like goofy like little goofy kid. kid right. Then Arsenia goes it's Flip Schultz and camera and a camera pans to me and I go thank you thank you thank you are thank you, you on your mark or you walk I'm on my mark okay. I'm already there, and I go like thank you thank you thank you thank you. And that's literally me going, thank you, testing one, two, three, because I realized my mic wasn't on. Mm. And this is live. This is live. And I have no sound in the studio. I'm talking into a dead mic. Oh, man. Um, And I, you know, and you know as a performer when a mic is hot, when it's not. And you can feel the the feedback. You can can, hear it. You can hear it. You can talk. And I literally hear my, like I'm hearing myself now just talking. Right. I'm holding a mic, but I'm. I hear no amplification. Right. And in my head, I'm like, my mic's not on. But I'm on that autopilot. Comics right. have that to where you've done a set long enough right. and you've repeated it. You you could just basically be mindless and still talk. Right. And hit the beats like you would. But nobody's hearing me. And, hmm. I, you, and on the broadcast, you hear a murmur of people going, what's he saying? I can't hear him. Oh. People in the first few rows could hear me. Right. And they were laughing. Beyond right. that, nobody could hear me. And the judges who were sitting a good distance yeah. away, and I had a friend who was there who was sitting right by the judges, and afterwards she's like, I couldn't hear you, and I don't uh. think the judges could. So I'm just, I'm, I'm freaking in my head, but I kept going. Right. In hindsight, I, you know, I, if I, if I would have had the freedom that I do now, I would right. have said, my mic's not on, and even though it was live, I would have made sure it was fair. Right. So... In the la- and we only had about 85, 90 seconds right. to do an act, which is nearly Ugh. impossible. Ugh. So in the last 20 seconds or so, my mic finally came back on. And the judges, they, uh, they you know, you had a score between one and five. Who were the judges? It was the three um, uh, uh, main judges mm-hmm. were Ben Stein, Carol Liefer, and Naomi Judd. Mm-hmm. Or when, wh- Winona, who were the mother was, Winona? Uh yeah, the I'll older go, judge. I'll go with her. And then Lance Bass was the celebrity Guess judge. Celebrity, okay. And um, I think my scores were like Ben Stein said. Like the energy was at the arms were at uh, ten. The material was at two. Ugh. Uh, I think he gave me a two. Or I think so. My overall score from them out of a possible twenty was eleven. Ugh. And then and I walk off stage like, well, this isn't right. You know, my mic wasn't on. Right. Then Lonnie goes out there and decimates, and destroys, sassies. She got a standing ovation, oh, wow. got a twenty from wow. the from the judges. Wow. Just like score. perfect score. Ben Stein, you are in a rocket to stardom, and I'm backstage, just like, what the fuck? This isn't fucking fair. Right. And then I had to go back out and stand with Lonnie while right. the nation, or the nation, Coast, or the New Yorkers <laughs> vote. <laughs> right. And so uh, I remember Lonnie crying, and I remember putting my arm around her going you won you got this right and um so we're standing there now and i'm thinking i i knew i wasn't gonna win right there was no way right. and then the scores came back and uh i had a, an 11 from the from the 
home people. Oh, so wow. I did 22, and I think she got another 20 or whatever. Right. So she fucking went, and I got off stage. I remember coming off stage, and Entertainment Tonight was there, and they're going to interview the winner uh, right away. Wow. Uh, yeah, and I remember walking out going, I didn't win. But in my head, I'm like, I'm going to get another chance. So I right. wasn't as upset because I'm like, I'm going to get another shot. This now, isn't fair. do they air the I didn't win? Will people read that? As, no, no, as entertainment. You being they, they weren't rolling. Oh, okay. They weren't rolling. Okay. They were waiting for Lonnie. Okay. Um. So, but I'm thinking I'm going to get another shot. And I remember I'm waiting at my trailer afterward and just like, eh, it's okay. I'm right. Because I know I'm going to get this. Isn't right. fair. Right. It's not fair. Right. <laughs> and then the producers came up and I saw that look in their eyes and. To their credit, they were very sweet about it. They weren't a dick. Mm-hmm. And um, I forgot the woman's name, but she was like, Flip, you know, we spoke to the judges individually, and they all said that they heard you. And the people at home, because the microphone, the feed went out live, so the people at home could hear me. And technically, they're the ones mm. judging. Wow. So legally, we don't have to give you another spot. Ugh. And it was like I was paralyzed. I'm like, yeah, I, 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 uh, and um, my manager wasn't. I wish he was. I wish because I needed somebody to talk for me because right. all I wanted to do was just burst out crying. Go, but nobody could. That's not fair. Right. Um, but say la vie. And uh, I walked away and I was just I distraught for a year just really? replaying yeah. that over. And that's yeah. one of the journals like my career's over. It's Bye. never going to. Yeah. And if, there, if anybody listening is a comic, take this from this interview that. Even when, so, like that, something like that, which is probably one of the hardest pills for enter- any entertainer to swallow, yeah, you get over it, and your career isn't over. Yeah, as long as you don't think it's over. Right. You know, life goes on. I still ended up doing comedy, and then I ended up doing a bunch of other, you know, things that were bigger than Star Search, and you know, I'm still working. I'm still. I, I'm not even surviving. I'm thriving. Right. I'm doing this for a living, and I'm happy. Yeah. And conspiracy theory wise. Oh, conspiracy theory. Of course, you're thinking that email got to the producers and they're right. like, oh, well, CBS can't believe shit. Well, can you believe this? Off. Right. And you like to think that, you know, networks aren't that petty. And to be honest, <laughs> I don't really believe in my heart of hearts that right. they did that. It's just. But it never happened again. Never happened again. As far as I know, never happened again. And um, the. One of the producers, like the EP on that show, sent me a letter thanking me for not for staying professional about it. Uh-huh. You know, and is there a chance that somebody who got that email had a wanted to teach me a lesson? Right. Of course, right. anything's possible. Right. But I on I, you know at the time I was very convinced. In hindsight, I don't think they would have done that. Right. You know, right. because I, you know. Because I could have called them out on it on live TV, right? And they could have looked stupid holding their dicks like that. Right, so, right. Um, I don't think that they would have been that petty for a, an unknown comic <laughs> right. to take that we'll, chance. We'll show him exactly who's boss. Exactly. All right, and and so you know after that, so you'd say you're 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 content. Uh, you you know you um since then obviously that that was many years ago. Yeah. You you've had a lot of other um. Yeah, I've had peaks and valleys, yeah, but, which is I, what you'd get in, yeah. in this industry. You know, and like, um, do you ever watch Broadway Danny Rose? Did you ever see that movie? No, but you have that on your hard drive. Did That's you the take one it? with uh, Woody Allen. With, with Woody Allen, He's yeah. He's a talent manager. Right. And it's, it's very, you'd appreciate it very much, especially because the whole movie starts with these 
like a table of like six old school comics telling oh, road okay. stories. Oh, nice. And that and the story then one of them starts telling is of Danny Rose, who's okay. Woody Allen's character, is this talent manager and like this kind of misadventure he had with one of his clients. Oh, okay. It's a re- it's one of my favorite uh, movies and Woody Allen movies especially. But uh, he has this one line. He goes, you know, because he's kind of this down on this luck manager and things never go right. But he right. goes, you know, that's the thing. People, you know, the thing about this business is it just takes one thing yeah. and then your success. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter how long. It's just one thing. And it's true. You know, I've seen it happen with a lot of guys. And, yeah. I've, you know, yeah. like, of course, you know, when I came to L.A., I was this, you know, 26-year-old kid. And I'm, and you, you're thinking, like, you know, and, and, and you, you imagine, like, you're going to be that young kid that hits. And I've come now to the realization and the true acceptance that I'm not the young guy anymore, mm-hmm. even though it still feels that way in my head. Mm-hmm. Pardon me. I'm the I'm the dad. Right. I'm right, the, I'm, I'm, right. If on the sitcom, I'm the one with the, you know, with the 10 year old kid. Right. Or the kooky I'm neighbor. The, or the Kirk. Exactly. That's who I am. Now. Right. Right. So I'm not going to bust out on Comedy Central as like the college kid favorite. Right. You know, I might come out on like a, a sitcom, right. you know, or even a Nickel- Nickelodeon show, right, right. whatever, playing one of these things, and that's fine, you right. know. But in the meantime, like I said, peaks and valleys. I was, you know, I I made, I was on the top forty in last comic in '06. I did live at Gotham on Comedy Central that year. Right. You know, I've done films, whatever, and then you know, hit the bottom, and right. You know, nothing's happening for a couple of years, mm-hmm. but still pushing, still going, still right. Surviving and thriving. You well, know? And, and and that's you know we 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 joke. You you hear how many times you hear comics say, "Man, I'm quitting the business," and you're like, "Shut up!" No, you're not. Yeah. Because like you said, when when it's when it's bad, it sucks. But when it's good, it's awesome. It's worth it. You know, and, and it's worth every heartache and Absolutely. headache. Absolutely. And like you said, all it takes is one thing to make the industry and then the 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 populace say him yeah yeah flip yeah. you know we don't need the shows just flip you know and and so that's i think what what keeps keeps everybody going you have you have a good level ahead about it i think and that just comes with maturity and, yeah. and that's not you, to say i don't get bitter and pissed sometimes and, as, and that's human i yeah. think you and i we spoke about that i said i think it's human to to get pissed to, to get annoyed yeah. You know, when when you feel you're right for something and for whatever reason you don't get it, that's that's human. But um, the tr- the trick is getting is dwelling and yeah. and, and then the d- dwelling on it is what makes people better. Right. Dwelling on it is what makes people, uh, you know, start, you know, um, you know, succumbing to their demons. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, for me, it was. Having the uh, uh, epiphany, if you will, that certain things are just out of my control. Right, You right. know, you go into an audition, you do the best that you can. Right. Sometimes you have a shit audition and dwell on it for a minute and then but realize I can't go back in time and change right, it. Right. I can learn from right. what I did and know the next time not to do it. Right. You know, and but if you walk out of a – like I've, I've, wa- I've gone out for America's Got Talent now three years in a row. Okay. And the last two years, I've made it to producers. Okay. And this year, I I walked in to that room. I had confidence. I was comfortable. I didn't care. Right. I'm like, you know what? If it happens, great. If it doesn't, I'm still working. And I, you know, I, I walked out of there going, that was the best I could do. That was great. Right. And I still didn't get it. Right. And 
I dwelled on it for about an hour. Okay. And then went, you know what? That's that. I just wasn't. What it wasn't supposed to be this time. Right. But is it going to stop me from going out for it again? Probably no. not. Is right. it going to stop me from going out for other things? No. Right. It's just part of the process. You right. Know? Right. And it. I was actually. And then when I said that, I asked myself, I'm like, wait, do I really believe that, or am I just telling myself that? Mm-hmm. And I. Well, no, I really do believe it. Right. And it was that was probably one of the best feelings to know that yeah. I've gotten past that ah, why right, phase. Right. And I'm just like, all right, that's just how it is. And meanwhile, I'm still going. I'm still yeah. working. I'm, you know, yeah. I'm doing this gig that we're doing now. It's a co- I think this is kind of a coveted gig. It's it's it, yeah. It's well, especially on on this, you know, we on know people line, on yeah. different cruise lines, we know people on different ships, and this is uh this is where we're actually to to make the type of money we we make to do two and a half hours uh, a week. of a week is yeah. is and get, you know, a really nice cabin. Yeah. Like we've got I, and I especially I, I, in comparison to, to a lot of other people yeah, on the ship. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like we, uh, this is a great gig. So, all right, I'm not gonna do that TV show, right. which is okay. Right. But I'm not starving. Right. I'm not right. sitting at home like crying. This is I'm still working. Well, that's 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 the success in it. And, yeah. And you know, success is all uh, relative. You know, we we yeah. people get so caught up in thinking success is, um, well, I gotta. I got a uh, star in this film or this TV program or, you know, have the the hot thing that everyone knows about. But success really is, you know, an, uh, an eight-year-old. Uh, yeah, an eight-year-old that had a dream uh, becoming the man that you are and living that dream and sustaining that dream. Yeah. And being able to not only sustain your life, but also your, your wife, uh, yeah. who also uh, is a, is a comic now and she's, she's newer than you. So mm-hmm. she's sort of going through the growing pains that, that you went through years ago. And yeah. the fortunate part is that she has you to lean on and to tell her, you know what? It's don't worry. It's going to get, it's going to get better. And, this too shall, you know, my Angela. This too this shall, too pass. shall pass. Yeah, you know. So oh, absolutely, yeah. I think that's. Uh, I think, I think that's yeah. success. And also, you know what else it is, and I've realized this as it as uh, time's gone on, and I'm sure you've uh, would attest to this as well, is your reputation. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, you know, I uh, I sometimes I meet uh, I meet comics that I've I mean, I've never met before, but they've heard of me and they, right. and. It's always good. I've never right, and with and, and I'm not trying to pat myself on the back and toot my own horn, but to as far as I know, I've never heard anybody have anything bad to say right. about me as right. far as me as a person or as a comic. Right. So that I think is also success as well. And I, know I agree. I've never heard a bad thing about you either. You've got a really oh, good... oh, trust me. There's some things. Um, no, but I, 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 I feel the same way. I'm like, you know what? I, you, you like to have at least rub people. I mean. You know, as, as as we've all heard, you know, especially in such a small community of um, entertainment, you know, it's it's really about relationships and, Absol- and, and yeah, the about- interaction and how people because people talk. You yeah. Know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. W- whether it's people in clubs to to uh, wait staff, execs to, exact, to yeah. wait staff, you know, pe- people talk and yeah. people would much rather. This this will be the jewel I'm dropping on 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 y'all. Drop that jewel. Is that uh, heavy on the Jew? Yeah, heavy. <laughs> and yeah, yeah uh, Flip is like awesome with the one-liners. Um, you know, 
understand that uh you know what why did i just lose my thought have you ever had am i getting that old <laughs> you were talking about uh reputation executives oh. relationships yeah you know what people want to work with people that they enjoy being around yeah you know and so everyone out there that's listening that that you know is wondering why it might not be going the way your talent deems it should because you're so supremely funny but people aren't aren't uh you know wanting to work with you people don't want to work with you possibly because people don't like being around you if you're always miserable if you're um um always just a a Debbie Downer or a Donald Downer you know if you if you just bring the the energy in a space down yeah where everyone's in a good space and suddenly um, you walk in and you just hear, <laughs> you know, it, look in the mirror, you know, um, God bless the dead. My buddy Todd Lynn, Todd, you know, was a brilliant comic, a talented entertainer, but he rubbed people the wrong way. Um, and people didn't want to necessarily be around him, you know, yeah. which which sucked because I I would then find myself not just me but uh, Mark Theobald, Rick Younger, we would all say, man, nah, y'all got Todd is a good, he's funny, you know, and when you can, when people can't defend, no one wants to have to defend right you somebody yeah no one wants to have to defend anyone by saying oh, well, oh you know well, you what don't know him. you don't yeah. know him and he actually when you get to know nah rub people the right way um don't cry whine bitch about you know what you're not getting focus on what you are getting amen you know and 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 even if even when life you know leg swoops you and knocks you down, get up, brush yourself off, and yeah. smile and say, you know what, I'm not dead. Yeah. Okay, that might have hurt. I scuffed my knee, but I'm good because people are also people are 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 throwing those obstacles at you, and I, the universe mm -hmm. also throwing obstacles at you to see how you're going to respond and how you're going to react. You're always getting tested, especially in this business. Yeah. And they're they're testing you when you see the the cameras pan to. Um, at an award, so you see the cameras focused on five people and one person wins. The cameras are capturing how these people respond and react to not winning, you right. know. And people want to people want to be in business with someone that you know is like that's okay, you know, good for, good for him, good for her. Right? She wanted, she earned that. It was a good, it was good, uh, good competition. But I didn't get it. But I'm still, I'm still winning. Yeah, and, and people, um, people want to work with them. Yeah. People want to work with that person. So that's that's make 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 yourself, uh, you know, accessible to people wanting to wanting to have you around, wanting to have you on set. You know, yeah. how many times you go to you go to a film set? I I, I remember um, I told this story before. First movie I ever did, uh, Damon Wayans, Lisa Kudrow, Marcy X. I have one line. I I actually have. The the there's a there's a Nike uh, workout shirt that I I was wearing today because I and they let me wear it in the movie and 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 uh, I, there's no real point to that other than saying I'm still in pretty good shape from when I shot that movie. <laughs> damn it! Uh, but um, there were there were I think there were about uh, I'll say nine core extras, maybe ten. There were a bunch of core extras. And we were, and then you had the day players 
that had each had one line for this particular scene. We we sat around for a week, right? Richard Benjamin, mm-hmm. uh, uh, um, who I always remember from uh, what's the, the vampire? The vampire with uh, George uh, Hamilton. Um, George Hamilton. Uh, um, um, love at uh, first bite. Love at first bite, right? Dude, I fucking Richard, love. Him. Yeah, that's a good. I love the nightlife. I like the boogie on a disco night. Yeah. Haven't seen that so, in forever. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That if you had that on your hard drive, we would be kinship, you know. Um, Sorry. Which we still are. No, I'm just playing. So. Uh, we're we're on the set. I'm happy just to have a honey wagon, have my own little trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, you're getting like shoddy uh reception on the television, but, but you're it's like, your television. This is awesome, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, the, uh, three women they started complaining because we were just there. We were just there. Um, and they complained so much that by the second week we would have actually rolled into a third week they there was no rush to get to our lines to get to our scenes um they complained so much to the the pas and second ad it got to the first ad and the first ad then brought it to uh richard benjamin and they were finally like you know they're you know what let's just get it get them out of here so one night we we shot all day um it was it was probably like 10 o'clock in the evening um norm they were they were ready to rap and he says no no you know what let's 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 just do these these uh nine lines so so we can get rid of rid of them and i was like i'm i'm i'll i don't need to shoot mine i'm because we were going into golden time yeah yeah and for 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 those that aren't uh don't know what golden time is that's when uh you as an actor is it double? Is it double scale? I mean, it's you get it's, you you get paid scale, but then when you go past the the uh, uh, allotted amount of time to shoot, I think it's it's double or time and a half or something. Yeah, like that. it's it's like time and a half or double. So it's more money, basically. It's a lot more money. Yeah, it 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 makes the difference. And I was fine. And we went into golden time. I I'm learning this all on the set, and, and like the guys on the set, they're like, "Nah, man, this is this is dope. We we getting golden time." I'm like, "Yeah, we getting golden time. What's golden time?" You know. Uh, but then someone told me, I was like, "Oh, that's great. We're getting paid extra just to chill." Yeah. And we and I'm watching Damon Wayans on stage running this scene over and over from different angles. I was like, "I'm, I'm good. Oh, I love yeah." He, we sh- we got through those scenes and that was it. We were off the set. We were give it up for them. They rapped. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, Beat it, you know. Yeah. And because nobody wanted to be around these three people that are miserable. Yeah. You're in you're you're in the land of make believe. You're making make believe. You know, and you're making money and making to money. Just hang out to and watch the process. And watch and the process. It's yeah and. They just didn't want to, like you said, they didn't want to work with me. They, they didn't, didn't want, want to. Work. I got an audition. I'm like, but you, you booked this audition, so enjoy this one, and and you'll get other things, you know. And I, that I, to this day, I still, I still never, um, I'm still annoyed about that. Annoyed at them because I was like, why? What, what are you, what are you rushing off to go to? to right, you know? um, right. So that's you know that's that's. Uh, the, the 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 main you've you've got a lot of lessons <laughs> a lot of jewels the stress and emphasis on the jew part um 
you know, in in this episode, man, and Flip and I, we we have another week to to toss it up on the ship. Flip also has this really funny character, man. Uh, before I go any further, where can people find you on social media and plug your podcast? Oh, uh, well, you can fi- first of all, my website is uh, you can go to flipschultz.com okay. or easier flipisfunny.com. Okay. Um, and then, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, at Flip Schultz on Twitter. At Flip Schultz on Instagram. I'm on Facebook um, for Flip Schultz. Schultz, S C H C H U L T Z. Okay. If you go to flipisfunny.com, all of my social media okay. links are right there. That's for those who don't know how to spell. <laughs> well, you know what? There's a lot of ways to spell Schultz. No, There's that's like why. Four I, different yeah, ways. That's right. why I have Flip is Funny is right. a better way to get there. Okay. But yeah, all my links are up there. And I got a podcast. It's on iTunes called What's for Dinner. What's for Dinner. And uh, Dean just did the episode last yes, week. It was yes, actually it's a two parter. Yours, you see, yours is going on for, for uh, I yeah, don't know how go. long I've been talking. But yeah, we go. Yeah, I, I usually try to keep mine light, but we we had fun on mine, so mine broke up into two parts. Okay, so. okay. Um, and I got, yeah, I got uh, six uh, CDs on iTunes that you can check out and um, schedules all up there. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Do you have anything big coming up other, aside from your road work um, that we should keep our out, our eyes out for? Or? I got, I did an episode of Comics Unleashed, a new okay. one that should be hopefully coming out sometime this okay. summer. So you can cool, look out for cool. that. Keep an eye out for that with uh with with our friend Byron Allen. Just, with Byron Allen, just just a friendly fellow. Very very who, nice. Who guy. else is on your episode? Do you remember? Oh, uh, fuck. Um, the only person I knew was Sarah Tiana. Okay, Sarah Tiana. We and did then, uh we did uh, uh Mind of a Man. This this game show D Ray. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. We, I've we seen did that. that uh together. She was funny. Yeah, she's a good girl. Quick. She very funny. Very funny. Yeah, we did a uh. Oh, we did the um, uh, the uh, Traverse City Comedy Festival together. Okay, okay. Yeah, that was a good one. Cool, cool, uh, Yeah, I've cool. known her for a while. But yeah, it's fun. So that should be on. And um, yeah. That's... Now, the, where did the character of... Here, now, on a side note, I keep calling Flip Skip. <laughs> <laughs> one verb. It's a verb. Uh, you either know. way. Um, but he, uh, funny enough, he also has a character uh, whose name is Skippy Green. Skippy Green. Uh, Skippy Green. And you can find Skippy Green at uh, either Skippy. It's G R E E N E. Nice. Okay. The extra e, the uh, extra E is for extra large cock. <laughs> and let me tell you something. I've been <laughs> Skippy Green's been laying me out because I'm I'm an easy mark, uh, <laughs> and, and I keep laughing. And so, okay, um, Skippy, uh. Can can I talk to you for a couple of minutes? What do you need? I'm I'm, I'm busy over here fingering your mother. Okay. Um. You know what, Mom? I apologize. Uh. For that. Um. No, you didn't let me finish. Okay. Your mother's best friend. Okay. Nice. Nice. You're welcome. Uh. Much better. Now. Now I feel. Mu- <laughs> I feel much better <laughs> that that uh, that uh Ramona is now. Being- <laughs> oh, trust me. She Ramoned a lot. <laughs> she Ramoned all night. Now. Do you and do you get along with with Flip? Yeah, you know he's a he's a good kid. You tolerate him? I I, I tolerate. Yeah, he always wants to open for me. Okay. And uh, I tell him, you know, if if you know the it'll happen eventually. Right. It? But yeah, he's he's got something. There's something. Uh, you know, I don't know whether it, you'd consider it a chutzpah, uh-huh. talent, herpes. He's got one of those right. things. And either way, it's gonna make him big. Boom. Inflamed, if Inflamed. you will. So, so let me ask you this. Dean, um, yeah. I hate to interrupt. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Go ahead. All right. Um, 
Never mind. Go. All right. Um, so, so uh, riddle me this because you had a you were a big part of uh, of Flips uh, getting some burn on Last Comic Standing, no? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was um I was a uh, fucking Barry Katz actually. Okay. So that's what happened. <laughs> me and Barry. Uh, people don't know that about Barry. Uh, his full name was uh, 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 Barry. Uh, very interested in cock. Uh, so I'm going to get sued. No, I wasn't fucking him. But we were circle jerking. And I said, you know, Barry, oh, gosh. there's, a, there's ah. a kid you should take a look at. And he eats the cookie and said, what's his name? And I said, uh, his name is uh, Flip Schultz. And so Barry, uh, Barry took a look at him. And the rest is history, as they say. But it reminds me of a story. It was 1974. Uh-huh. Me and Johnny Carson drop acid at a Pink Floyd concert. Okay. Which, I didn't. I never knew Carson was a oh, big. Oh, Carson was big into psychedelics. Okay, my God, you know, whenever Ed McMahon said, "Here's Johnny," he turned around, going, "Where, where?" <laughs> so uh, we're we're doing acid at this concert when we meet this Middle Eastern skank named Defu. 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 So we take Defu behind these portal parties. We start double teaming her. I'm getting her in the front. Johnny Carson slamming her from the back. At one point, she comes so hard she shits all over Johnny Carson. But Johnny, ever the professional, doesn't stop. And I go, Johnny, aren't you going to at least change your clothes? He goes, nah, it's like that old saying, if the foo shits, wear it. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, man. <laughs> Skippy Green with an E, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. You, you, you can, can find also go him. to uh, lickmyballs.cc. <laughs> that's a real website. Lickmyballs.lettuce.cc. Or if you're Hispanic, that's lickmyballs.yes.yes. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> And, and and lastly, before before um, this this podcast ends, you know what? Um, Nathan Lane and and Tracy Morgan, we gotta at least recreate a portion of of this conversation we had last night or two <laughs> nights ago at dinner. <laughs> so um so yeah, here's here's Tracy and, and Nathan. Another episode of Tracy and Nathan. Hello out there in podcast land. What's poppin'? Oh many things right now tracy for instance i've got a new role i'm working on what on, role is that well it's a broadway musical and i wanted to ask you it's funny that you're here because i wanted a to funny say, thing happened to me on the way to the met isn't that a play oh you a funny thing happened on the way to the forum why you gotta correct me nobody plays at the forum anymore they play the, the, that's that's the 80s lakers no the forum it's an old roman structure where the uh the 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 the, the the people used to go and be entertained. The forum. So not Magic Johnson and James Worthy? No, no, no. We're not doing. You're always correcting me. Well, I want to make sure you know it's right there, Tracy. Okay. Well, no, no. Finish your story. Well, I thought you would might be interested. They're doing a Broadway uh, musical version of Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon with with um D- um Danny Glover and and the Prejudice dude that doesn't like Jews. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Mel, Mel Gibson. Mel DeFuhrer, exactly. Mel DeFuhrer. And I... A uh, funny thing happened on the way to the Fuhrer. Well, that would be, uh, that would make me furious. <laughs> I like how you, yo, yo, this dude's hilarious. But there's, uh, I, I was asked to play the part of Mel Gibson. Asked? Why are you talking about that? Why are you bringing that into it? Well, because that's what What's my, ass have to do with it? This ain't Sue's Rendezvous. With a K. A-S-A. Oh, I ain't hear the K. I, I'm a black man. K's get me nervous. Well, 
Trust me, as a gay Jew, they do for me too. Unless they're Kardashians, I oh ah, I do something to all three of them. Oh my God, their shoes are fabulous. Oh, those girls, I I I I show Kanye how to really go at it. He wouldn't be a college dropout anymore. You don't even understand what that means. You never bought that album. When I, it all comes down. No, no. Have you ever the, heard the original the Topol version of doing Fiddler on the Roof? Fiddler on the Roof. That starred Anthony. Um, um, he played Zorba. No, no. You're thinking of Topol. Topol. That's a jewel. I, I, I remember. I bought this girl, um, a ring. It, it had Topol in it. No, Topol was an actor. He played he played Tevia in the movie Fiddler on the Roof. You're confusing me and getting me kind of shifty right he, now. All right, let's. Did you see Flash Gordon? Flash, ah, savior of the universe. Exactly. Topol played the uh, the scientist in that movie that took Flash to the planet of Ming. Oh, Ming Dynasty, like The Rock. Like no. the Rock Dynasty. No, that's Topol again. We're back to Topol. The jewel that I no, bought. No, the actor. You know what? We I, listen. I'm I'm finished. I'm finished. Dean, take take this away. I'm I'm done. I'm a professional. I'm a professional. He's coming in here correcting me. Why is he telling? Uh, Skippy, why is he not I don't understanding even understand. what I'm, I'm doing? I'm sorry, Trey. You know, I was trying to. Um, I thought y'all would, you know, be able to get along the way y'all would get along. No, the, the, listen, I'm a, I'm a professional. I'm just saying he doesn't understand. If you don't, if you put me in a room with someone who doesn't know the difference between. You no, know, you better watch your mouth. I'm from Brooklyn. Well, I'm from just north of Brooklyn, called Broadway. You know what? That's the Great White Way. How come? How come it's the Great White Way? Ain't no brothers. Ain't no ain't. Who, why, why is it? Have you never these... seen Stomp? No, Stomp is full of white boys. No, it's not. There's brothers in there. Trust it's, me, it's, I've seen. It's them. three brothers, and two of them are biracial, so that only counts for one. This, that means it's two brothers. Listen, I'm finished. Yo, Trey, Trey, I appreciate you, Nathan. Uh, thanks for coming through, man. No problem. Um, Skippy Green and yes. also my boy Flip Flip Schultz, man. Thanks for, for coming and, and doing your thing with me sitting down in the living room with Father Muckin Protocol, man. As always, y'all can catch Dean. Uh, follow me in all things uh, at I am Dean Edwards because that's who I am. This has been a fun episode. I it hope really we enlightened been. y'all and gave y'all some uh, some information that can help you. But more than that, we hope you we hope you entertained you for for a wee bit of time. Now carry on. Uh, make sure you tell your friends to subscribe, comment, and download uh, on, on SoundCloud or iTunes. Um, oh my God! You know, do whatever you got to do. Hasn't been recording. Oh, turn it off. We out. Two fingers, peasy. <laughs> <laughs>